This is a HeadGum Podcast. Be- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Area residents tend to have peculiar ideas about burritos, which they regard as monstrous things wrapped in tinfoil and filled with what would seem to be the contents of an entire margarita mill dinner. This was from a 2009 column by the late, great LA Times food critic Jonathan Gold, discussing the bulky, calorically dense burritos that originated in San Francisco's Mission District. A historically Latino neighborhood that is today thoroughly gentrified by tech assholes, the Mission District birthed the Mission-style burrito in the 1960s, with two restaurants claiming credit for its conception, Taqueria La Cumbre and El Faro, disputing the territory like Pat and Gino's over a Philly cheesesteak. Regardless of its actual inventor, the Mission-style burrito would go national in the 1990s, thanks to two Denver-founded chain restaurants that appropriated the concept of a made-to-order hulking calorie log, Chipotle, founded in 1993, and Zuma Fresh Mexican Grill, founded in 1995 and renamed to its current brand in 1999. The latter company has lived its lifetime in Rifle Chipotle's shadow, reflected in its sales, footprint, and relevance, and even in its corporate overseers. While McDonald's once owned and later flipped Chipotle, the company formerly known as Zuma was owned and flipped by the less esteemed Jack in the Box. As of 2018, it's owned by Apollo Global Management, a private equity fund that also owns AMC, Chuck E. Cheese's, Hostess, the University of Phoenix, Yahoo, and private military contractor Constellus, formerly known as Blackwater. Also, its founder was linked to Jeffrey Epstein. How's that for late capitalist dystopia? But as for the former Zuma, though it will likely always be runner-up to its Denver neighbor Chipotle, it's still a success story with over 750 locations another mile-high Mexican brand built on the back of a borrowed Bay Area burrito. This week on Doughboys, Qdoba. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host... Buffalo Ranch Bill, the Spoon Man, Mike Mitchell. Buffalo, oh wow! So I'm a the murderer or a Buffalo like or or, or uh, the, the fun Buffalo Bill. Uh, I don't know if well, he's fun. Jake from Michigan sent that in, and I think to clarify, uh, includes can Mitch do the goodbye horses dance without having to tuck? Keep it up and stay safe, guys. Roastspoonman mm. at gmail.com. So yeah, that is the Silence of the Lambs killer. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Do you like All that right. buffalo ranch sauce? No, I mean, I, you don't have to mix them for me. I, I, I agree I with you. Yeah. I don't need them mixed. Give 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 me give me straight up ranch or or and, and then I can get, you know, give me give me them both on their own. Yes. And then I can decide what to do with them. You don't you don't have to I mean, the peanut butter the Smucker's peanut butter, what was it called? The peanut butter and jelly combo, the one that was mixed. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you mean all, the, like the do you mean the frozen up? sandwiches? No, there there was there used to be a peanut butter and jelly that was mixed peanut butter and jelly. There was peanut butter and jelly in the in same the, jar. Yeah, it in was the same, in the same jar. jar, all mixed up. Oh, I remember wow. this very distinctly. Okay, I don't know why. Because I don't. I can't believe up. you don't know this. It seems right up your alley. I I feel like I've maybe seen 
peanut butter with ribbons of jelly at some point, but I don't remember this the Smucker's uh mm. peanut butter jam hybrid specifically. Uh are you looking at I, I, it has a specific I'm, I'm name for it too, and I shouldn't know it. Binging, and I Goober? Was it the Goober? Yes. Yeah. Goober grapes. Smucker's Goober. Yeah. Smucker's Goober. Do they still sell that? Uh I I can't tell if they do. It looks like it looks like they have it at Target, maybe. Um, yeah, I can pick it up today. It does still exist. Yeah. It does exist. That uh Santa. <laughs> Very Harrison seasonal. Ford so- from The Force Awakens. It's real. It's all real. <laughs> I was thinking how dead that Santa must be at this point, sadly. I, I mean, I shouldn't be thinking that, but uh, but the, Boy, the commercial really at this grim. point. Yeah, the commercial was pro was probably what was originally airing, it's I think, like in the nineties. Tw- Twenty plus years three. old, yeah. Tw- old Thirty that, years yeah. old. It was before CGI. The M and M's are real. That Santa <laughs> back when M and M's roamed the earth. It, it could have been a. I, it could have been a, like a younger guy who like kind of looks older. It could have been like a 50, mm. 50 something Santa. So like, you're saying he's younger. Sometimes. There's a possibility he's younger than us. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're, we're about to pass the Wolford Brimley and cocoon threshold. The both of us. <laughs> so <laughs> man, if M&Ms did exist, that would, they'd be, go extinct so quickly. The M&M people. Like, cause people would eat just them. Because, people would like, yeah, yeah. Round them up them. Them. people would eat them. Mm. I guess if I they were talking, if they could, yeah. If they could walk and talk, I think probably there would be, you know, some social uh, issues with just consuming them. Not I mean, me. if they if they are always existed, and if they mm-hmm. could walk and talk, then mm-hmm. there would have been some point in the past where they were like hunted, or people did just yes. eat them, sort of without without question. And it'd be today where it'd be sort of a big controversy. Should we eat the M M&M and M people? And you'd have. You would have like people be like, "It's my, it's my God-given right to <laughs> eat a sentient M and M." And I would be one of those people, sadly. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how could you resist? Why? Because that's the thing is, how, how could you resist? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's. I, I guess it comes down to if. All right. Here's here's a like scenario. A, yeah. You're sitting in a movie. You said you're you're in uh, uh, Godfather Coda. What's the, what's the what's the one with the, the all of them combined? Is that Godfather Coda? Yeah, well, they, it's like the whole yeah they, they 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 assembled one, two, and three into one big supercut. You're in there. You're seeing it. You're seeing a You're seeing a, a theatrical release of this. You I don't just have looked it up. It's called it's called Godfather Goober. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Uh, you don't have anything to eat. You're 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 sitting in there. You're watching the movie. You look to your left, mm-hmm. and then yellow, the M M&M and M yellow, sitting right there next to you. Tell yeah. me you're not going to fucking take them down or take a little bite at least. They also seem I to not. It, they also seem to not be affected by like they get the bites and they're like, oh, a bite was taken. So like, if it was also that where they were like, you know, they didn't react too much to the bites or even notice sometimes. Yes. Then I think you could go for it. It depends, because I also think that there there is like the uh, the M and M's caramel, uh, mm. caramel, however you say it, has a very grim uh, packaging, which we've discussed on the show, which is yeah. two M and M's, two sentient M and M's pulling apart one of them. 
So effectively yeah. dismembering their colleague. And <laughs> yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. So look, if the M&Ms act this way on their own, mm-hmm. then we, we can eat them. Yeah, they're savages, you know, they're, they, yeah. you know, whatever. They don't, they don't respect life. They only understand strength. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is a very dark, uh, it's, 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 it is a dark image on that package. I was surprised that they, they decided to use that, but, uh, yeah. embarrassing because of the guests, but to Spoon Nation <laughs> and Wags, I got a drop lined up. You know wow. it. I know it. Oops. I just played it a little early. Uh, premature drop right there. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to play it there. Um, happy Thursday, the thirteenth, Wags. Yes. Jason is. He's edging today. <laughs> <laughs> he's about to prematurely drop. <laughs> Do you think he's bummed out when he sees that it's Thursday the thirteenth, Jason, and not? Yeah, I, not I wonder how. Does he look at the whole year in advance? And yeah. I, I, w- I would guess he probably does some prep, uh, does does some planning. He seems to be a guy who's, you know, into some prep. Yeah. He's always got like an appropriately ironic death for whoever, whichever horny teenager he's slaying. Mm-hmm. You know, he's hiding in just the right spot. So I think he probably plans out which weekend he is going to, you know, stalk Crystal Lake. Yeah. He has a calendar. Yeah. He's looking, he's looking through the, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Uh, well, sorry, Jason. Didn't work out for you to this. You're gonna leave to the leave the horny teens to Wags this weekend. Yeah, uh, and Wags here. <laughs> here is a little drop, Wags. Lumps on my belly earlier in the pandemic, and then my eyes twitching, Wags. I, I I'm I'm a frog man in many ways. I'm, I'm becoming a frog, mm. some sort of toad man. Ribbit, ribbit. I am a toad man. Ribbit, ribbit. I am the ribbit producer. Time. 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 I'm going to get my ass kicked. I can't even say time correctly. I I never knew that we we just sounded so emotionless. You mean like like, like just flat in terms of our uh, Yeah, we sound flat. I'm like, I'm a frog man. I just sound, we sound very flat. I think you've just been spending too much time with me. Because that's how I've always talked. Oh, God. Rubbing off on me. Um, I, uh, um, I, that must have been Frog's theme from Chrono Trigger. Uh, interesting. I, I, in my mind, I immediately went, I, I was like, is that the, is that like a, a Mega Man boss? Is that like the Frog Mega Man boss? There's some, no, sort of I frog believe, Mega and, Man and boss, certainly, right? and a, and a game that, you know, deals with, uh, time travel extensively. Mm. Uh, great JRPG, classic JRPG. I believe yeah, our that's, guest knows um, it. Yeah, that's from when, um, you know, frog gets the uh, the sword. There's a whole like frog subplot where you find out his name is Glenn, and he failed his master, right. and it's a whole thing. Oh wow! Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole frog was a human man reveal, which I didn't. I mean, I get, it makes sense in the story, but also like I liked him more as a frog. Um, but but yeah, it's a uh, this is a blind spot for me. On the time I, part. I didn't play Chrono Trigger, so I I I great I game. don't know. Well, no, I've heard game. Uh, great music. Sort of like known for just really terrific music. Oh yeah, mm, man that that Super Nintendo era had some really great songs on it. What a console! I remember super super 
Ghouls and Ghosts or Super Ghosts and Goblins. I forget what which one it was, but I think it was Ghouls and Ghosts. It was Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah. Um that had some great music on there. Just a lot of uh Donkey Kong Country had a lot of great music. Oh, yeah. I've been I have playing that. Donkey Kong Country with my son, and uh wow. that game has terrific music. It is yeah. amazing. Yeah, that that uh there is like an underwater world in the first one, and it's just like a I'm sure I've actually even sang this on the podcast before, but you have. It's been made into a drop, and then we've commented on it. (laughs) Got through that whole cycle. Uh, David Wise, the composer for the Donkey Kong Country series, a lot of rare games. Yeah, great, great Mm. games composer. Hi, Doughboys crew. I hope you enjoy the drop set to Frog's theme from Chrono Trigger. There you go. Fun fact: the episode where Mr. Slice revealed that he's a frogman was released on the anniversary of Chrono Trigger's release in 1995. Wow. Thanks for all the laughs, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. And his name is Glenn. That's right. Wow. I want I want to say his full name. He has a great full name, but say it and we can bleep it out if we're if we're worried about it. If we're worried about doxing him. Okay, his name is Glenn Wolf. That is a great name. Yeah. Emma's nodding along. That's the most engaged Emma's been so far. <laughs> she finally woke up when in, she in the history of the name. show. Is the wolf like the middle name? Is that his like actual middle name or is it Yeah, like, it's like a da- it's like a dash. Yeah, it's like a okay. yeah. It's a hyphen. Yeah. Cuz it really sounds cool. like it should be like the parenthetical, you know, like Glenn and then they call him Wolf. Our guest today, a New York Times columnist and host of the new podcast about 90s political thrillers, Unclear and Present Danger, Jamel Bowie. Hi, Jamel. Thanks for coming back. Oh, thank you guys for having me back. I liked liked you flexing frog knowledge right off the bat. I know. Very uh, alpha. I felt uh, I felt like a fool because it's 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 a it's a blind spot. Are, Are they remaking Chrono Trigger or is that is it a. Chrono Cross, the sequel apparently, is getting some sort of remaster, uh, allegedly. Uh, Chrono Cross is, uh, did you play Chrono Cross, Jamel? You know, I never played Chrono Cross. It's, um, it's a flawed but interesting game. It's certainly, uh, not, you know, not as good as the first one. But it's a, uh, it, it was for PlayStation 1, and I guess they're doing some sort of, it, it, you know, it's the kind of thing that should be remade. It's like how they always remake, like, classic movies, and it's just like, well, remake, like, a flawed movie and try to fix, you know, it, that that has an interesting idea at its core. So I, I'm I'm interested to see what they do with it. They do like a Final yeah. Fantasy VII remaster style Chrono Cross. That could be interesting. They've mm. um they've re, they've re-released Chrono Trigger a ton. I mean that game gets re-released mm-hmm. on a pretty regular schedule. But their the last like real update was um for PlayStation. They released like a it was a Chrono Trigger. I think Final Fantasy V like bundle. And they added a bunch of like anime sequences to the yes. Chrono Trigger game, um, because it was um, cool. the designer for that game was Akira Toriyama, who drew Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Wow! And Dragon Quest, I believe. Yes, yeah, that's Character right. Designs, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's great. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool as hell. It's great. I right? want to play it. Remake it. You can play. I mean, it. like, yeah, I guess. Do you still have a that's D- your, you still have that's a, a your DS? Pod. That's your other pod. <laughs> it can be this podcast. Do you still have a DS kicking around somewhere? You must have a DS. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Or a 3DS? Because they had it. I think the, the, the definitive Chrono Trigger. 3DS. Harris Whittles. Oh, RIP. 
Um, I, I think the definitive re-release was on the DS or 3DS. I think it was DS. Pretty good you deal. That down. My friend yeah. passed away, and his mom gave me a 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's also a version for iOS, like you can, like a, as oh, an right. app, yeah, uh, and you can play it with a controller. Mitch, it's totally worth playing. If you, however you wow. find it, it's like it, it still holds up. It's a great game. Yeah, you'd love it. Um, I, I would. All right, I want to. I want to play it, but also I want the Final Fantasy remastered. Uh, I want that. I, I, I want that. Uh, that. Uh, God, what am I thinking? Saying here, I want that treatment. Yes. For uh. I want the Final Fantasy VII remastered treatment for uh, for Burger Time. The, <laughs> yeah, overdue. See that rendered in 4K. Yeah, Chef Peter Pepper, fully voiced. Crazy cut anim. Yeah, cut scenes. Beautiful animation. It would be great. Um, Jamel, I want to ask you about a food topic right off the bat, which is that Mitch and I. We're recording this in, in 2021. This episode's releasing in 2022. But Mitch and I recently both were making pies. And mm. and Mitch is, you know, Mitch is quite the bread man. Mr. Slice, he he makes uh he makes himself a pizza pie, he makes himself some bagels, he's gotten into the sweet side now with pie I making. Put the, I put the dough in dough boys, Wags. That's right. And and I know uh, Jamel. I know that you are, are 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 a bit of a home cook, a bit of a of a home baker. Do you mess around with pie making? I do. I do mess around with pie making. Um, I didn't make any for this past Thanksgiving since we went to my parents' house. And my dad handles all that stuff. Uh, but um, after Thanksgiving, I had the hankering for a, a sweet potato pie at home. So I actually, I, I like two hours before I started recording, I made a pie dough. So there's currently a pie dough hanging out in the fridge that wow. needs to be rolled out. Uh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I found to be the biggest pain in the ass was making that pie dough. Yes, it, it was. It was. It felt like such a huge. How, how do you how do you make your pie dough? Yeah, I was about to ask you. I was about to ask you the same. Um. Uh. So I I do uh, usually all butter, although I had some lard, um, some leaf lard on hand. So this one was like half butter, wow. half lard, and um, I do it in the food processor. It takes like no time at all. Just like mm. uh, uh. Uh, blitz everything in the food processor. Uh, add some buttermilk. Um. And uh, instead of trying to waste time um, getting everything put together, I like dump it all out onto some plastic wrap and then like wrap it up inside and like press it down in the plastic wrap so that it uh, gets into a nice disc. And then it hangs out in the fridge for a half hour, take it out, roll it out. Uh, for most pies, I got a blind Blake, blind Blake, who the fuck is Blake? Um, blind <laughs> bake the pie crust. And uh, then, you know, bake the pie proper. Blind Blake was like a blues legend in Louisiana in the 1920s. Right. But like Invented a white rock guy. and roll. But did, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like Blind Blake stole uh, rock music from black people. And then Elvis stole it from Blind Blake. Blind Blake. <laughs> <laughs> so there's plausible deniability. Right. Plausible deniability. We got to do it. We got to do a get back. Uh, esque documentary on the Doughboys. Oh man, how boring would that footage be? <laughs> Two fat guys looking at their phones. I think it's just as important, Wags. Yeah, I think it would be you important me, for the world to see the the moment where you came up with hot salad in real time, like Paul McCartney. I was trying <laughs> things out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
You were waiting for me to show up. Tuna. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hot hot cereal. No, that doesn't work. That doesn't sound good. Hot. Hot. Uh, <laughs> lettuce. <laughs> um, it's something there. It is funny watching that documentary. And you're like, you idiots. You're, you're you're almost there, you idiots. Get it like a, they're they're singing like a like a right. beloved songs, and they're getting them wrong. And so you say, you fools, you got to get it right. You know, we all live in an orange submarine. No, oh, you fucking See, morons. That's what I'm saying, you fucking idiots. <laughs> How's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, I, I mean, it's kind of a thing where I, I haven't seen the whole doc yet, but I've watched a bunch of uh, a bunch of clips. And it's like, uh, I don't know, they, they you so rarely get to see the wow. artistic process. You know what I mean? Like in mm-hmm. that, uh, with that degree of detail, like it's like, it's so, I, I feel like oftentimes when it's reflected in fiction, it's so like, there's no way that's how it happened. There's no way that Ray Charles, uh, like his, his, uh, his mistress said, hit the road, Jack. And he was like, Hmm, you know, like that gave him an <laughs> idea for a song. There's no way that happened. But then to see it actually reflected in a documentary, it's like, Oh, that's kind of cool that the, the people actually will just, you know, the other thing it makes me think of is there's that footage of, I forget if it's Ed, Bo- I think it's Ed Boone, um, uh, of mortal Kombat fame, uh, coming up mm. with, uh, with Scorpion's get over here move in real time. Like there's yeah. video footage of him coaching the actor through doing that, and it's just sort that's of your that's your get it back out. kind of in that's a way, my right? get like, back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want an eight episode version of that. No, but Nick, I, I think you're I think you're right. Uh, the, the the neat thing about that documentary is that uh, it makes it clear that sort of even coming up with pop hooks is like hard work. Like you right. know, it takes it takes a lot of work and time and dedication to to do that kind of stuff. Um, and so, oh, yeah, you know. When you're Lennon and McCartney, and you're sort of like, it's like wild to think we I, we we did a long drive to visit my parents in South Carolina, and we listened to the Beatles the whole time, and we kind of just like went you know chronologically through their uh, their work since it's a long drive to and back, and you're kind of just listening, you're just sort of like these these motherfuckers just were like cranking out right hits, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like you know, tear well, Beatles songs. okay i saw you squirming in your chair there i had a comment on it uh what's this doc on (laughs) paul goes to the bathroom for 30 minutes comes back out he's like i got a long and long and long road i've cracked it it's on disney it's a disney plus disney plus nasty it's a little nasty. <laughs> they have a nasty Disney tab? gets nasty. They got a nasty wow. tab, yeah. I hope that's the tab where they have uh, the version of Splash where you can see Daryl Hannah's ass. <laughs> in the, they, in the have, Disney, have they taken that out on Disney they, Plus? They took it out. They it's just her wow. hair. It's her hair. They extended her hair digitally. Jesus. So it covers, covers her butt. And that's, it's sort of like normally I wouldn't God. care. It's like I don't really care, but also sort of like, I don't know. Let 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 the kids see Daryl Hannah's ass. Just let them let see. Him, uh, I mean, like, there's stuff on there that's 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 not like you know, not age appropriate for some young kids, right? So it's that sort of thing of like, they should put a nasty tab and have and 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 Daryl Hannah's in Daryl Hannah's butt. I'm which I'm you know I'm sure that she's probably uh, I'm sure she she has no issue with it unless it, it was right. her decision to take right, it right, off. Right, for sure. Right. But like uh, that's crazy. I was also upset Check out that Disney, Disney Plus nasty for Splash the butt cut. 
I also I, I the uh the they took down the the Simpsons Michael Jackson episode. Yes. It's the thing with the, that's the the thing with Disney which is very frustrating to me is that um they try to correct their mistakes of the past and pretend they never existed. Like and and also I mean like the Daryl Hannah thing is like just like Disney being too wholesome and you know like Protestant, like I, that like strikes I, me as an overreaction. Yeah, yeah, but 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 also like they just try to pretend like it. They, they try to erase it from history, and I'm like, but you did that stuff. You were fucked right. up. Like you, like shouldn't you? Shouldn't there? Like shouldn't you have to live with that a little bit? Like I don't like them being able to just delete no, the everything. Mouse, the mouse is like, we don't have to live with anything. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Does that make sense though? I mean, like, 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 I, I, whatever. But like, in a hundred years, like, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, they just deleted everything that they did wrong, and we. And, I mean, in a hundred I mean? years, when the Disney conglomerate owns the West Coast of the United States, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at that point, they'll be able just to disappear. People again, like, you know, that's a good point. My offspring. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> there first. <laughs> So uh, about pie dough, because Jamel, you're saying you use all butter, you roll it out. Uh, Mitch, what's you, you, your recipe? The one you used, I remember, had mm-hmm. sour cream in it, which I thought, I thought was a little unconventional. It was flour, salt, sugar, a little sugar, and then you froze sticks of butter, mm-hmm. and then you grated the butter into uh, which I had never done before. The the frozen butter sticks. Uh, you toss them in the freezer, and then you grate them into this flour mixture, and you kind of turn the flour over into it. And then, yeah, you add sour cream. That's where you're getting your uh, your your moisture from there too. And I guess that's the fat. Or I'm mean, though the butter is the fat, but uh, right. whatever. It's, it's sour cream and butter, and it was uh, it was good. It turned out pretty good. You got a, you got a slice of it, so uh, it was great. It was very tasty. What kind of what kind of pie did you make? I made I made an apple cranberry pie. Yeah, it was it was a nice pie, and good and pie. I made myself a sweet potato pie. Um, mm, and, uh, that's right. and I would say the, the crust, you didn't I give me a slice of that though. Did you? Yeah. I should have brought you a slice. Sorry. I ate all of it. Uh, the, I use the buttery flaky pie crust recipe on serious eats, mm. which is like, um, which is a very simple recipe. It's just flour. It is all butter. It's just flour. I'm looking at it now. It's just flour, butter, a little salt, sugar, and, and cold water. Um, serious eats also, also, was almost the name of the pod. We almost went a really different way with this show where we just like yeah. seriously talk about food. Uh, the Crunchwrap Supreme, I think, is just less crunchy than it used to be. <laughs> and why is that? Just sound bites. We talked to Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think my issue was I just didn't have the proper tools. Like I posted pics mm. of it and I, I was like using a wine bottle as a rolling pin because I just never do I, – I never bake stuff at home. Part of that is because I have such a sweet sweet tooth Whereas if I open that forbidden door uh, to home baking, I'm just going to like mm. – I'm going to eat so much sugar. So I'm, I'm trying not to the do that. The wine bottle looked fucking truly disgusting when you showed it really us a picture gross. of it. You, gotta get like, a, you, don't, you don't have a rolling pin? No, I don't have a rolling pin. Gotta get like oh, one of man. the French rolling pins that don't that are sort of like they're just uh like you know smooth uh logs. I don't know. They're the smooth pins. I don't I don't know what other word to use. 
Um, <laughs> but they don't they don't like spin or anything. It's just sort of like you you, oh, you provide all the all the motion. I like them a lot more because uh, they give you a lot more control. Yeah, I like that. I like the sound of that. This the 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 spinning logs because I, I I have the spinning logs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and 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 it was it was the pie, making the pie crust was a huge huge pain in the ass. Maybe I'll become a maybe I'll get like a mixer and become like a maybe I'll do that. Totally should. Become, I mean, if like you don't a have a food mixer? processor, that's sort of I find that like way more useful than my stand mixer because you can use mm. it for like a million different things. Ah, uh, okay. I have nothing. I mean, like, why? Look, both of us we ho- we 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 host a a food podcast, Wags, and you don't have a rolling pin. Yeah, but I mean, I have other I have other tools. We do a good amount of home cooking here. Just just not home baking. That's a, baking is its own animal. Mm. And speaking of home cooking, uh, Jamel, I, tools you, you mean like couple- forks and knives? What, what are you talking about? What type of tools do you have in your? We have a few forks. It's mostly forks, but that's all you need. <laughs> Uh, Jamel, you, you recommended a couple of veggie cookbooks for me because in the year of our Lord, 2021, no meat shall I eat. Um, and, uh, and Deborah Madison's vegetarian cooking for everyone and Madhur Jaffrey's, uh, world vegetarian, uh, both of which I've, I, I got, and I've been using and I like, I'm curious as someone who, because I know you eat meat, uh, but do you have like designated meals where you're eating plant-based or, or, or does it just sort of like happen naturally? So we, it's more like we have designated meals when we're eating meat. Like we're we're, oh, ge- we're generally eating vegetarian or or sort of mm. you know not meat. Like because I'll use right. butter or I'll you know I'll use like animal fats and stuff like that. Um, but it's sort of we have like specific meat days, which is usually Sunday. So then I can like spend some time making something nice, and I'll you know go to the local butcher and spend too much money on sort of a local chicken or whatever. And then otherwise during the week we're eating. Um, uh, you know, non-animal proteins. Right. I feel like that's what the model I'm going to follow. I think, uh, I think if I'm like, you know, in, in 2022 and, and, you know, again, we're recording this in advance, but like, I kind of feel like I'm going to reintroduce some, uh, some meats into my diet, but just have it be like more, not even a special occasion thing, but just like a, an occasion thing, you know? Yeah, no, it makes, it mm. makes, it makes sense for us. Uh, uh, because like, like I have no ethical objection to eating meat. Like my, my my objection to meat eating is mostly just sort of like industrial farming, right? right? And so it's like if I can buy a chicken or if I can buy beef and it came, you know, from a farm that wasn't uh, horrible, then I'll do that. And because it's more expensive, it's just sort of like, well, I'll just have to eat less of it then. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel similarly. It's like factory farming bums me out so much, both it's the ecological devastation it wreaks and then also just like, you know, the labor issues of people in, uh, you know, working on uh, working in slaughterhouses and on factory farms and in feedlots. And then also just, of course, the treatment of the animals is just so abhorrent. Um, but yeah, I, I would like one. Oh, like all 100% that stuff bums you out? <laughs> yeah, it makes me a little upset. Me oh, weird. personally. Yeah. Oh, no, not just me. me. I, I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like uh, it's it, it, it's 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 that more so than to like what you're saying, like a, you know, a a, a free range, um, uh, uh, like a free range organic chicken. I know those those terms have become weasel words in the industry. And like, you know, now now fucking Purdue and, and Tyson have free range organic chickens that aren't really. Uh, but like it like, you know, like an animal that was not raised in an awful sort of situation. And like that, that to me is like that does not is not on the same ethical level as just the ethical plane as, as eating something factory farmed. Yeah. 
I um, man, I, I, I want to eat ratatouille. I don't know if I've ever had ratatouille. And then I oh, saw it's great. I saw a picture. I saw a gif of Remy the other day making rat. Yeah, I mean, the only way you can really eat it is if it's made by a rat. So first you have to find <laughs> yes. yourself a rat. <laughs> Koala, all right, check. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should. It's super easy to make at home. It's like during during the summer months. It's like best. I feel like it's best made during the summer when you can get like really good um, summer produce. But literally, you know, even all but mo- the most like needlessly complicated recipes most just involve you throwing a bunch of stuff in a dutch oven and letting it hang out for 6 hours right yeah okay it's just a bunch of vegetables what is ratatouille i i still don't i i, I don't un- i don't know it's a bunch of vegetables it's like uh it's usually uh onion and eggplant and tomato zucchini or summer squash um uh some sort of bell pepper and garlic and then uh basil and it, it in a lot mm. of olive oil, like a, a, a lot of olive oil, um, and it kind of just cooks for a while, and then you 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 know you plop it on your plate with some front with some uh, with a baguette, and you go to town. I love it. Yeah, that sounds good as hell. It's good stuff. Natalie's made it. Had it had good versions at restaurants. It's a good dish. All right, I want to try it. Maybe I, I wish there was a Disney Plus option for that. I want to try some ratatouille. <laughs> You know, there and is the mouse a, actually comes to your house, like an actual yeah. anthropomorphic <laughs> mouse comes to your home and makes you ratatouille. That's what but I then want. Disney owns your family after that. That's how that works. Hey, right. I'm, that's fine. Me and Wally and Irma. <laughs> um, and also Wally and Irma could take care of the rat after it was done, uh, done cooking. Why were you going to say there was a tab for her? Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say they, you know, if you if you're a ratatouille fan. Um, there's an NC-17 cut, um, <laughs> Disney Plus nasty. So <laughs> the rat, the that. rat, the rat like ends up moving his dick in that one. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> he's, pulling, he's pulling the pubes. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, "Thanks for helping with my career, but now I need help with my girlfriend." And then Remy <laughs> pulls Remember the pubes. I've never seen people have sex somehow figures no. out. Very skilled controlling his human host. He's a, he's a mammal, so he, he figures it transfers. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if that was McCartney's secret? I had a rat in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was going to be I had a rat on my dick the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more Doughboys. <laughs> Mitch, my friend, you ever walk in a store and have no idea what wine to get? Yeah, every time. Me too. And I love wine. That's why I love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Wow. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price you'd normally pay in stores. Wow. How do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-your-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would pay in-store. By cutting out the traditional retail middlemen costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. As a result, you'll get exclusive access to hundreds of top-quality award-winning wines at huge savings, making Naked Wines perfect for any type of wine drinker. Hey, you know what I love about Naked Wines? What's that, Wags? 
They have a lot of my favorite varietals. In fact, my favorite wine Naked Wine sent me was the Cabernet Sauvignon. The wine is so good, and it's such a good deal. Wow, Wags. You know, it's not a, a huge wine, wine drinker. They sent me a few different wines, and it was fun for me to taste different types of wines and types. And you know what? It's helping me to learn. You might all of a sudden be like, hey, I like a Chenin Blanc. I didn't know I was going to like that. Wags, I'm learning. That's that's huge for you. Naked Wines has been around for over 10 years and funds over 90 independent winemakers. With no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. Wow. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker. So we're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash doughboys and click enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in doughboys for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. That's nakedwines.com slash doughboys and use the code and password doughboys and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash doughboys, code and password doughboys for $100 off your first six bottles. Easy peasy. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Doughboys. We are here with our guest, Jamel Bowie, discussing this week's chain, Qdoba. Now, some context for Qdoba. Qdoba was founded in Denver as Zuma Fresh Mexican Grill in 1995, same city, Mitch, as Chipotle just two years later. So Denver kind of like the, you know, epicenter of this trend. Very uh, fast interesting. casual Mexican food trend. Yeah. Acquired now, now listen to this. Acquired by Jack in the Box for $45 million in 2003, Jack in the Box flips it to Apollo Management Group for $305 million in 2017. Apollo Management Group. Uh, formerly uh, headed by and founded by Leon Black, the disgraced Jeffrey Epstein associate. Oh. So, yeah, really a grim connection there. Uh, Apollo Management Group ho- owns, listen to their holdings, Qdoba, Chuck E. Cheese's, Hostess, Norwegian Cruise Lines, the University of Phoenix, and Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> the University of Phoenix is a funny one in there. Yeah. Um, and 750 locations for a Qdoba. Just, just one of those weird, like, sort of, you know, tentacled uh, late capitalism things where you see these gigantic firms that just have broad swaths of a bunch of different industries. Yeah. Like, why does the same company own a hostess in Yahoo? I don't know. But they yeah. do. And those are, like, the people that, like, run the country. I mean, it's sort of... Yes. It, it's this funny thing where, like, you know, we notice all the billionaires, like your, your Jeff Bezos's and your, your Elon Musk. But the people who actually run everything, like own these anonymous holdings holdings companies where they own a bunch of stuff and they make a ton of money and they like fund the capital insurrectionists and right. uh and you know, no one ever knows their names. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I'm grateful for them. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Jamel, when we had you on in, in D.C. Uh, for our live show, uh, where we also ended up talking JRPGs, uh, the uh, we we reviewed Kava, which to me, mm. I kind of categorize similarly as Qdoba in terms of like, this is like kind of a workplace lunch spot. Like, this is like the the work lunch nutrition pile you get. Because and, and, I always think of going to Qdoba, and, and yeah, I know you can get a burrito, and that's what I got this time, but I always think of just getting a bowl from there. But I'm curious, like, do you have any history with this chain? 
I do. So I, you know, I chose Qdoba because um, when I started at college, when I started at UVA, it was like one of the first restaurants I ever went to in Charlottesville, just like a random Qdoba. But I never had seen it before. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm just at that age. I'm 34. I'm just at that age when I was a teenager. Mexican food for me was just Taco Bell. It was sort of like there wasn't really mm. like, you know, there weren't Mexican chain restaurants or maybe were like one or two Mexican restaurants in town. But sort of when I thought Mexican food, I thought Taco Bell. And so for, you know, my you know second night in Charlottesville with some new friends going to get a meal, so, oh, we'll just get a burrito at Qdoba. And it ended up just being a staple of my first year in college. It's like Qdoba going to get a burrito wow. or quesadilla or whatever. Um, that location closed down. They opened up a new one, which is the one that I went to. Um, but that's my association. And I, this was the first time I've eaten there since I was in college. Um, but that's wow. that's my association with it. Sort of like college, you know, college meals uh, being uh, uh, incredibly high and eating a quesadilla <laughs> uh, at like 9 p.m. <laughs> right. We had those two. I, I was very sad that Ithaca didn't have any like uh, there was like a fake subway. It wasn't even called subway. There were no uh, there were no there were no in the campus is up on a hill. So like to get some of that stuff, you had to go downtown. So like in like well, I've told you of DP dough and stuff like that. But man, to have a Qdoba on, I mean, that would be my go to. That would be nonstop. That's what I would get all the time. That's what I would get all the time. Um, which you know, I wish I wish it had happened. But also, again, at the same time, it is funny to be at a university and then just have a fucking Burger King or whatever on campus. But right, yeah. Go ahead. Well, there Mike. was a. I went to UCLA and there was a, a Baja Fresh just south of campus in Westwood Village at the time mm. I was there. And it, but it, this was, this was the pre Wendy's acquisition Baja Fresh that was like Which a different tier. It was like really good. It was so good. Yeah. And so, like, that was, like I experienced a, that, was like that good Baja Fresh because my first few years in LA, that was like, that was the, that was really like the spot, like, uh, yes. more so than, I mean, Pequino Moss was great too, but I didn't have that till a little after Baja Fresh. But Baja Fresh was like, on the level, yes, it was it was a, basically a parody with which is weird to think about with uh, with Poquito Moss, considering where where Baja Fresh is today. Uh, but like you know, I grew up in Southern California, so there was always Mexican food around. But Mitch, you had a similar experience where it was just like Mexican food was not yet a national cuisine growing up in uh, in in New England. A hundred percent. I mean, like right, the, it, like uh, it felt like exotic, <laughs> like it felt why it felt really different to be eating and i mean like that's i say that but also like i didn't have sushi till i was probably like a teenager you know what i mean like it just right people and 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 people i think will be like oh like that's uncultured or something but it's not the world was just different in that way it's crazy i i like i think i think younger people don't don't get that as much that like sushi or like Mexican food beside outside of Taco Bell wasn't readily available in a lot of areas in the in the country. It just wasn't, you it know, wasn't like there around, was like, yeah. And food was worse. I firmly believe that food was bad. Like <laughs> like when we were younger, food is better now. My my three year old eats better than I did until I was like eighteen. I think food is. I think food has definitely gotten better. I think right. I, I I I agree. I mean, there's some stuff that I nostalgia wise that I love, of course. But I think food. I think food has gotten on the whole. It's it has it's it has to have gotten better, right? I mean, outside wise, obviously, 
your stuff of saying factory farms. There's things like that that have gotten worse, of course. Right. But like if you go, you know, for, for work, for like election years, I'm always in like random ass small towns um, in, you know, Iowa or New Hampshire or wherever, South Carolina. And like you can be in the middle of uh, South Carolina and find a Thai restaurant. Like in a middle, like a small town in rural South Carolina, you, you can find a Thai restaurant. And that's just like not a thing that would have been the case 30 years ago. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I agree. I agree. I think it was, I think it was harder to, to, and also, I mean, I was a little kid, so, you know, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna pull a boss baby and, and you know, drive my parents around and decide which restaurants we should go to. But right. the, the, the options for Mexican food restaurants were, there was, I, I, I know the one, you know, I, I, I know, I like, I know the one spot that was, you know, that was it. So you jumped to Boss Baby really quickly. Did you watch it recently? <laughs> what do you have Boss Baby on the brain? Uh, I don't know why I have Boss Baby. I mean, there was that whole thing with the the the, the crowd chanting Boss Baby. That's probably why it was That's in right. my head. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. great. I would have chanted Boss great. Baby too. Yeah. <laughs> I would have. Yeah. I definitely would have joined in and chanted Boss Baby. If everyone's chanting Boss Baby around me, I'm going to join in and yeah. chant Boss it's Baby. Like of all the things, like a random crowd, people can be chanting Boss Baby is you know pretty pretty nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> More of that. Less stop the steal. Right, 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 right. Less, <laughs> less, less. Jews will not replace us. More Boss Baby. Right. There you go. <laughs> Mitch, sometimes people on the street will just chant Boss Baby at you. <laughs> right? It's an issue. Yeah. It's become an issue. I'll say this about Qdoba. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, it will inevitably invite comparisons to Chipotle, uh, for better or worse. I think there are some things it does better than Chipotle, but one of the things it does not do better than Chipotle is the app. The, the Qdoba app is not crap, but Chipotle's app is so sleek and so easy to customize, yeah. um, so Huge. easy to order. Uh, your points are just like, you know, right there. They're very easy to apply. It's not the same with Qdoba. Qdoba's is a little clunkier, uh, but it still was fine. My ordering experience, we went to the one which is in the uh, the Fox Hills Mall uh, in, uh, 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 in uh, near Culver City or in Culver City. And um, it was just a weird thing where, Mitch, I thought we remember we, I, we had the Ghost Denny's situation. Where yeah. I made a big order from a Denny's, and then I went yeah. there, and the Denny's was like permanently closed, but they still took never, my order. You never gotten, you never gotten refunded for this either. I'm working on it. Anyway, so the, uh, I thought it was the same situation because we got there and it was closed. Like, like I put in this order, their hours well, were specified. I don't want to step on this corporation's toes. I won't ask for a <laughs> refund. I didn't want Denny to yell at me. Um, God, so I got there. Dick. I went to. We went to the – it's on the periphery of the mall, and it was closed, and, like, the workers were, like, mopping up in there. and the, But they, like, waved to us and had us go through a different entrance, like, through the patio, and then just basically, like – like it was like they were still doing to-go orders, but their dining room was closed. It was a very odd situation. Uh, but uh, – and it was one of those things where it's just like, is this just – did they just decide on their own, or are they just so understaffed like every place is? That you know, this is just what they have to do, but they still have to fulfill orders. I don't know. It, it, it the whole experience made me feel it was like a little bit of a bummer. I just felt bad for them. Um, so bad that you didn't get a refund. No, I got no. I I got my food. 
Like I oh, went okay. there, I thought it was closed. I went in there, they they still prepared the order. It was just like they were clearly all cleaning up in the dining room. I mean, room a closed. lot of these feel ghoulish now. I mean, like, yeah. but, 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 but I, I mean, a part of that maybe is the world coming back to normal. I can't tell. I couldn't tell either. I couldn't tell if this was their normal operations or not. I'd feel pretty nervous if I came to a restaurant and like I made an order and it looks closed and then some guy's like, come on back. Come on back. <laughs> <laughs> your, food's, your, your, your food's in the back. Yeah. Like, it's like Robert De Niro with Lorraine Bracco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, we so we did we did Qdoba for the what was it the what what tournament was that the burrito mouth of the border we uh, we went border. we went to yes it was a I think it got eliminated in the first round. Mm. I have to check the bracket. Yes, that was. Um, we haven't done a proper review of Qdoba, but we did have it in our in our Mexican food tournament a few years prior. Yeah, I so I went. Da- so it was da- the downtown was where the restaurant was, mm-hmm. and so yesterday, realizing that, uh, I ordered delivery from there early on because I didn't want to go back downtown. Well, because I didn't want to go downtown. Yeah, I tipped the delivery driver well because it's a, it's a hike. You got him. And so, but I just did. I didn't want to go back downtown. I will, so I will say this, there, Mitch. So no one get mad because, at me. I, yeah. No, I know you've been to that one, and I will say that that uh, that you know I love the choo choo. Uh, mm. That one is right above a train stop. It's right by the Seventh oh. Street Metro Center station. So if you ever oh, wanted to sh- take the if you ever want to take the red, oh, what line, a mistake! I should have gotten on the choo choo. Why? Because I can't believe I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you live close to a red line station. You could walk to the red line, and uh, and 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 be down in a, in a half dozen stops. Yes, you're right. You're right. I yeah. should have made a two hour trip out of uh, going to get it instead of. <laughs> well, look, I know I know the city of Los Angeles is underserved in terms of public transit, but it's not a two hour commute. Hmm. I am. Um, it's gonna take me a long time to walk to that station. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. That, that before I go on about where I got. Uh, the keto boy I went to. Let me say that just reminded me of that. There's like some. There's this um, ghoulish conservative radio host, Eric Erickson, who has like two names, and mm. he tweeted once about have he's at dinner with his family and he has to go back to his house. And he tweeted about having to walk like a quarter of a mile to his home and how it absolutely ruined his feet and killed him. Uh, and it made me very made me laugh. He's, uh, <laughs> ah, ah. He's a very square head. He doesn't look like a guy who walks a lot. So no, mm. I'm looking at this guy now. He's got uh, Mitch. He's got a head that could put yours to shame. It's like a Funko Pop. It's hard for us big head guys to walk around. Um, <laughs> you're gonna topple over. Yeah, you kind of just you lean in a direction. Yeah, I mean, he does look like he's gonna topple over. His head's giant. Uh, so the the keto boy went to not in so Charlottesville, Virginia's weird. Uh, the cities and the counties are separate entities, municipal entities. And so the Qdoba like, is in the county, which meant I had to, and my wife has our car right now, which meant I had to hop on my e-bike and ride a couple miles. Um, so this is, is this one of those, these random towns, uh, like where you, where it w- wouldn't previously be available, like you were talking about? Uh, no, this is the, so the county makes it seem like it is like, you know, out in the, out in the boonies, but the county literally is just sort of like the, you know. I, I cross a road 10 minutes down the street and I'm now in the County. Um, but nothing's like really made for bikes. Like people hate bicyclists uh, here. So uh, getting the Qdoba was a little bit of like a perilous journey for me. 
Oh, uh, man. Oh, my God. Uh, but I got there. It was next to I, – I had no idea where it was. It was next to a place that I think it's just a Virginia chain. Might be There might be more locations in the South. But a place called Mission Barbecue, um, oh, which I've okay. never eaten in. But it has like – you know, it has like a POW flag flying from it and like Blue Lives mm. Matter uh, signage. And my understanding okay. is that if you're in the restaurant at noon, they play the pledge and everyone stands up and says oh, the pledge. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. So there's Mission Barbecue, which is like, you know, uh, MAGA barbecue. And then the Qdoba, <laughs> um, which was pretty packed. It was like a, it was like lunchtime. So there are a ton of people in there. Hey, Wags, I got I got a random town for you. Yeah. A pirate, New Hampshire. <laughs> That's pretty random. Pretty random. What if there was a pirate, New Hampshire? Mm-hmm. That's random. Yeah. Rand- yeah. You know what? Random comedy's got to come back, baby. Random comedy's got to come back. <laughs> here's, a, here's a random town for you. Ninja, York City. <laughs> Ninja York City in New York? Yeah. It's in the state of New York? Wow. It's in the state of New York, yeah. So there's a New York City and Ninja York City. That's right. They're sister cities. They're more random, sister. Well, we've named Pirate Ninja. That pretty much covers all the randomness we can get into. We got to throw Bear in there to complete the random comedy trifecta. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There probably is some Bear Cities, I'm sure. Bear City is an SNL sketch, isn't it? There's Big Bear. There's a mm-hmm. uh, wait. Bear Cities is an L- S- SNL sketch. Wasn't there Bear City? Bear Bear. C- remember there was a, and there was all bears. I don't remember. City of Bears. There's a bears. there's a there's Bear Springs this. Bear Valley I think in California. I know there's Big Bear. Bear City it was, and you know what? I'm just remembering off the top of my head. That uh-huh. I think Fred Willard did a voice in it, like uh, ah, R.I.P. Yeah, um, and you have his Game Gear, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got his annual pass to that Tiki Bar, <laughs> the theater. Yeah, the Tiki Theater. Wow, poor Fred Willard. I've, yeah. it, it just it's just an insane legend. Uh, that should whoever out it look. Truly have no issues at all with him going to the jack off place and jacking off. To yeah, whoever, who, whoever really pushed that to get to to uh, an old man going to who cares? Why does he know how care? to use the computer? You know, he's not exactly. he's not he's 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 not he doesn't have a you know there's no private browsing in. Just let him go to the let him go let to him, the nudie theater. Let him go exactly. to the nudie theater. God damn. Oh, and Wags, well, I've now I've taken a spot over there. It's and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the uh, uh, I got myself a veggie burrito. Now mm-hmm. veggie burrito, I assumed had some sort of like fajita veggies or something in it by default, but it's not. Veggie burrito uh, in in Qdoba's term uh, terminology just means no meat, no protein. I got it with a whole wheat tortilla. I do like that they have that whole wheat tortilla. Um, and I got it with brown so rice, on, black did you beans. Add fa- did you add fajita vegetables or? No, I, I I threw some guac in there. Although in hindsight, I wish I'd, I'd thrown some uh, some fajita veggies in there because basically what I had was a uh, a you know a bean and rice and cheese burrito uh, with some guac, and so it was a pretty bare bones burrito, but it was a quality burrito. 
Like I, they have this new jalapeno verde sauce, which I which I mm. liked. Um, I got both that and the salsa verde, so it was well sauced. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was a quality burrito. That was a very solid burrito. Uh, traveled pretty decently. What did not travel decently was my taco. Now I made the mistake of getting mm. a crunchy taco. Uh, which I, I, you know, I, I thought I might eat there. I thought I might pick it up and then just eat there. But uh, Nelly came with me. Um, she likes Qdoba. Uh, but uh, because the dining room was closed, we we're just like, well, let's just take it back. And by the time I, I got home, that create your own taco I had, uh, which was an impossible taco with a crispy corn tortilla uh, and a pico de gallo, uh, guac, cheese, and lettuce, was literally ice cold like it it seemed like it had been Oof. just sitting in the fridge it was so it was like it was unreasonably cold and i honestly don't know how it got that chilled maybe they actually put it in the fridge um and uh and it was not crunchy at all it was a very 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 unsatisfying just mush of of cold you know soft tortilla uh when i was expecting it to be crunchy and then just like you know this uh this plant-based protein um so that was pretty disappointing Jesus. the veggie burrito was pretty was pretty darn good and natalie got a, a bowl an impossible bowl and she liked it quite a bit um i had issues with my tacos as well wags mm-hmm. um also i didn't i I didn't, I didn't hear you was was qdoba ever acquired by qbert himself yeah qbert was like owned it for a bit mm-hmm. um and then he got uh, Kubert got very busy after Josh Gad got him pregnant, um, <laughs> as happens in the movie Pixels. He was, so, a, he was, you know, it's hard to be a working mother in this country. It's very uh, inhospitable to parents. And yeah, so, you know, uh, Kubert got knocked up and decided something something had to go. Something had to go, <laughs> and it was Qdoba. <laughs> wow, that Gad children could have been heirs to the Qdoba franchise. It's uh yes. It's sad that they gave it up. Um, Qbert and Qdoba both have both issuing statements having to distance themselves from QAnon. Like we we have nothing to do with it. <laughs> you know, Qbert does. Yeah, a little bit. Um, my ta- I got the uh, I got the street style pulled pork tacos, Wags, and mm. uh, they sounded good. You know, some pulled pork. Uh, the, the Cotija cheese on there, uh, here, I'm going to read it off right now. Slow braised pulled pork and soft corn tortillas topped with salsa verde, freshly made pico de gallo and Cotija cheese, uh, under 500 cows, which is, you know, 500 calories, but already that's kind of, you know, I mean, whatever, 500 calories is a, is a good sized lunch, right? Yeah. Uh, and so. I mean, whatever. That's that, if I just if you just ate those three tacos, it would be fine. But I, I got those in addition to a couple other things. But um, it had sogged through those corn tortillas. They maybe should have double been doubled up on the on the tortillas because yeah. they uh, it, it it had sogged right through there. And weirdly, compared to everything else, because the chips were even still warm, but the tacos weirdly were a little bit cooler than everything else. Wags and I know that I got it. Uh, delivered, but still, I mean, that year I was taking that drive no matter what. So, yeah, um, man, when you go to a taqueria or a taco truck and they have the fresh made tortillas and you get them doubled up, you get those two tortillas with mm, the protein. Mm. It's just like, man, that is so satisfying. What a great bite that is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should have done it at Qdoba. Man, I want some street style tacos. I feel I'm, I'm I, I, I just like the idea of like, Late night going to Cactus Taqueria just it hasn't mm-hmm. ha- it just hasn't happened for a long time because you're of in the LA world. now you can do it. 
I know, but the I'm just saying the world, you know, like going oh, out for world, drinks right. at a bar and then going to, and then going outside and eating a bunch of tacos. It just hasn't happened. Right. Right. Just that's uh, the world. The life down to back. the south. No lockdowns here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> life hasn't felt normal like that for for for, for quite a while. I, I I might I might come down to the south. Mike, I might I might hit up that mission barbecue. <laughs> uh, by the um, way, it's almost noon here Pacific time on the Doughboys podcast. So, uh, real quick, uh, we pledge allegiance to the flag of the United of the States. United States of a um, of Doughboys. Stand, stand for the flag and, and kneel for the cross, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I kneel for nobody because I might not be coming back up. Um, <laughs> uh, I also got myself a burrito, Wags. Big boy burrito. They got, so they got the Chipotle style burritos there. Same. I mean, obviously, I mean, they should be the Qdoba style burritos, I guess. These mission style burritos. The San Francisco people will be mad. Yeah, they're mission style burritos, but they're not as sizable as Chipotle, at least in my experience. Mine was I got I got a honker I got a big okay. I got a big guy so but I I went with the grilled adobo chicken I remember I had gotten like beef ground beef last time which I which I actually did like um and this is a warm flour tortilla wise and I got cilantro lime rice and then I went half black and half pinto beans I went mm. half and half power move and then I got the new chile cre- crema chile crema crema uh, freshly made pico de gallo, salsa verde, shredded three cheese blend, sour cream, and cilantro. That was my uh, burrito. And I got a couple, and I'll say this, and this might be just a, a door, I used a door dash. This mm-hmm. might be a door dash markup, but I got a side, I got two sides of salsa. One, I got the uh, salsa verde. Cause I, when, when I get a burrito like that, like the Chipotle burrito, I usually get their chili green, you know, the lime, the, the green chili, there's no lime. And if the green chili salsa, I usually get mm-hmm. that. And, and, uh, and, and I, for, for most burritos, I'm, I'm pouring a green, I'm pouring, pouring like a verde on my burrito. That's what I eat with my burrito. That's my hot sauce that I'm using. My chill, my, my salsa that I'm using is, is, uh, yes. And hot sauce. I mean, I don't really put hot sauce on a burrito. That's a that's that to me is like the burrito of two thousand and or like two thousand or nineteen ninety nine when I got Tina's burritos and I was cooking those up at night and putting hot sauce on them. I don't I don't usually put hot sauce on a burrito. I use whatever the salsa is and I'm and I usually go verde. What's what what's what's your take on that, Wags? What do you do? Oh no, I I, I generally don't add a hot sauce, but I will use a spicy salsa. You know, I'm something of a heat yeah. seeker. I like like a I like a little bit of heat. So if they've got like a you know fiery, you know, salsa roja or something, or sometimes the verde is the hottest option, I'll, I'll throw that on there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh Jim, how about you? What do you what what do you what do you I, I saw you nodding to the salsa verde. Are you a verde fan? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big salsa verde fan. Um, if yeah. it's available, you know, it, there, there's a like in a lot of places, there's a lot of taco trucks around here. So I'm always getting salsa verde. Um, red, I only ever get like a red. Like I I, I kind of choose based on the protein. So like mm-hmm. like if I'm getting Good pork, move. it's almost always a salsa verde. If you need chicken, maybe like a, a red sauce or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, when I have options, I'm always I'm always worried I'm pairing it wrong. I'm like, ah, does this salsa go with this? Does this go the does the adobo is the the green salsa okay with that? I 
I'm guessing, you know. I'm just I just went straight Verde at one point because I, I especially a lot of the, a lot of the Red Sox because Pico de Gallo. I mean, like when I first got to LA, I was like, I like Pico de Gallo the most, and that's a that's a fool's move. I mean, if you get a really good Pico de Gallo, sure, it's oh great. yeah, no, you can get a good but, Pico. But also, uh, when it comes to sauces, there's there's better. There's better than pico de gallo. You know it, Wags. I know it. Um, my my my. I'll say this. This this kind mm-hmm. of a, a, a testament to what I was saying about Mexican food growing up in Quincy. Introduced my mom to salsa verde. She had never had salsa verde. And then we were we were Michael. Making, yeah. The salsa is green. <laughs> Has it gone bad? No, ma. It's made with green chilies. Oh. Then she's Michael, just staring did you at get it, not relish instead? <laughs> <laughs> Do you are you trying to make a hot dog burrito? No, Ma. <laughs> um, so there was a markup on these. They were dollar twenty for like you know, container, like the little plastic container, which was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I'm looking at the Qdoba app and there is an upcharge for a side of salsa and then a, a, a larger upcharge for a salsa and chips. So, yeah, but I mean, just a side of, I mean, I guess that's the same, the, in, in the delivery world where, you know, I think that just, especially in the last year where a lot of people got things delivered, I think that they maybe had to move over to that. I know, I know for right. a fact that Paquito Mas did move over to that, just like their sauces they just charge for. And those are like yes. free in house. And that's, I mean, whatever, you know, you got to do what you're going to do. It's a, it's a pain in the ass to, to maybe pack those things up. So I got the Pico, I got the uh, salsa verde and then I got the roasted tomato salsa, which I liked. I liked, I liked both of those Mm -hmm. salsas. They were both, they were, they were both pretty good. Uh, I did get wags. I got, I got chips and not salsa, but I got chips and queso. I also got the queso. People really like the queso here. Uh, Jamel, did you get any of the queso? Yeah, no, we got a, a very similar order, Mitch, because I also got the, oh, all right, the um, uh, carnitas street tacos or whatever. Mm. Um, I ate, I ate there, so my they didn't soak through uh, the tortillas yeah. completely, but like they did soak through enough. I think you're right that like a double a double tortilla would have been better for, for all of those, especially since the corn yeah the corn tortillas they use are pretty thin. Yeah. Um, uh, so and that just that. ruins it when it when it breaks through onto your fingers. It's just it's all over. It's right, it's over. very it's yeah. very unpleasant. Yeah. Um. So I got that. I got uh, a bowl with uh, uh, cilantro rice and um, pinto beans and the corn salsa and like some lettuce and some other stuff. Then I also got chips and queso. Uh, oh, and all right. The queso was fine. It was you know. It's pretty, it's pretty, I think, I mean, we've had the queso from Chipotle. Yes. And it is better than that, right, Wags? I mean, like, I think they're both yes. serviceable. I've, I've come around on Chipotle's queso a little bit where I don't even dislike it. But I will say this. I, I, Jamel, I don't know how you feel about the, the pulled pork tacos, but I thought the taste of them was good. Like, the, it t- they tasted all right. Um, and my burrito tasted o- okay, but... When I was eating my burrito, I was like, and I mean, honestly, today I might get it. I was just kind of like, I wish I had a Chipotle burrito instead. I just, mm, I, that's wow. kind of where my head yeah. was at. Uh, and, and that, and that, and that's a bummer. And I do think, I do think that there's some stuff here that I take, like with Qdoba, where I'll taste it. And I'll be like, they got this figured out probably more so than, than Chipotle. Like, I think that their chips 
and their queso are probably both better than Chipotle. And uh, and I got a side of guac. I got a side yeah. of guacamole. And I was like, while I was eating, I was like, this is strange. And then I was eating, I was like, oh, it tastes like avocado. It just tastes like it tastes <laughs> like real. Like yes. it just tastes like avocado. And I was like, oh, so maybe they're gua- maybe like there are better some better fresher ingredients in some cases. But when I was eating that burrito, I kind of was just wish that I had Chipotle. That's that's where my head was at. So so Mitch, I agree with your your assessment overall because yes, I I, I had the same thought eating my burrito. I was like, I had Chipotle burrito is just a better version of this. But mm-hmm. I do think I do like that they have uh, uh, impossible meat, which they don't have it. You know, they have their own sofritas uh, soy protein they have at Chipotle, which isn't particularly exciting. It's not super well seasoned. I think their impossible sort of taco style meat uh, they have at at Qdoba is, is well seasoned and quite good, even though I didn't have a great execution of it in my taco. And uh, I think their 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 queso, which yeah is maybe fine by queso standards, but it's definitely a tier above. Chipotle's queso and Chipotle yeah. has refined their queso recipe a little bit. It's it's not bad now, but the the queso I get the queso Diablo because uh, I'm a bit of a heat seeker and it it was it was spicy and cheesy and delicious and I thought those chips were uh, were good too. I agree with you that the chips are definitely better there and I think also the guac and maybe the salsas at large are better. Sounds like a description of you. You're cheesy as hell, but sometimes you get a little bit spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I I agree. I thought the um, I I've always been really disappointed with Chipotle guacamole. And I thought the Qdoba guacamole was, was pretty good. I thought the pulled pork was good. I thought it tasted good. It it, it had like good flavor to it. It wasn't. Um, mm. I was worried that it was going to be sort of like overcooked or dry or crispy or like overly crispy or whatever. But it wasn't like that at all. It was like I felt like it was sort of like you know competently executed home cook level pulled pork. Um, mm. which is, I, I kind of think that's the best you can aim for, um, right. from a fast food restaurant, which it, so yeah. in, in that regard, it's pretty good on my bowl. I had gotten the corn salsa, which I didn't think was particularly great. Um, um, but I think corn salsa, you know, it's, I think that can kind of be hit or miss depending on how fresh the corn is. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and yeah, I mean, it's sort of, I ate my meal. I, I ate all three tacos and ate some of the bowl and had some chips. And I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed in anything. It was just sort of like, oh, okay, this is like, you know, if I'm, if I'm traveling for whatever reason and I, and a Qdoba is available and I need to get lunch and it's sort of crunch time, like I'll go to Qdoba. Um, right. This was like a yeah. totally solid, a totally solid meal. Um, but if I have access to, like to you know actual you know actual Mexican restaurant or actual taco truck or whatever. There's like no reason to ever step for sure into, yeah. into a Qdoba. No, yeah. I, I think this is a this is a you know uh, I could do Qdoba. That's kind of like my level of of Qdoba enthusiasm. It's not like a well, place how, I go out how, of my way for. What about what about how would you compare Chipotle to that? It's kind of at the same tier. And honestly, yeah. like there's a there's a Chipotle I can walk to. There aren't a lot of yeah. Qdobas in Southern California. Period. I think that it just hasn't penetrated this market really. There's, in fact, I think there's the the only locations I saw were there's the one in downtown LA, which you went to, Mitch. The uh, the one in, in at the Fox Hills Mall that I went to in Culver City, and then there's one down in Orange County uh, at at Chapman University, which is like you yeah. know an hour plus drive. So it's a um it it's it, it, it but. If there was a, a Qdoba where the Chipotle is that I can walk to, I'd probably go about the same frequency, maybe a little less. 
yeah. I just get something different, you know? I'm just, I'm thinking about when the Chipotle in Charlottesville opened up because I was still in college and it, it was like, there was the Qdoba by the university, then like, you know, a couple blocks, five minute uh, drive down the street, they opened up this Chipotle. And I remember going to it like opening weekend and thinking this tastes so much better than Qdoba. Like this would have been 2007 <laughs> or 2008 or something. So Chipotle right. still relatively new. And it was like, oh, this is, this is terrific. But now if I'm, Thinking about the two, they seem about equal, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. Especially since I'm not really ever going to get a burrito. Just like I can't, I just cannot justify it to myself anymore. Um, uh, it, it, it's uh, like I could toss a coin. It's like whichever is closer, whichever is exactly. whichever is more convenient. Yes. I, I, in my mind, I think that I would be. I am like now craving a Chipotle burrito. Like I want a. a a chipotle chicken burrito be after like i want one now yeah and that to me just shows the difference is like i'm like chipotle will be a lunch i do you know i like to get like a burrito bowl or whatever and i'll be perfectly satisfied by it um not upset i'm not upset at all and i'm just I'm, i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna go out of my way for i mean like that's also probably the thing it's it's the subway thing nick of uh, of of Subway sandwich shop of just them being available and being around Chipotle's where like uh it's right. a, it's that thing of like oh it's convenient if there was a if there was a Qdoba nearby I probably would mix it into the rotation a little bit but I don't know Ch- Chipotle uh, we've been hard on Chipotle and then I've kind of come back to it just being like ah it's it works for lunch I'll get I'll get it for lunch but I, I'm I'm with you, Jamel, that there's, it's not like it's uh, eating a burrito for lunch is not the best idea. Uh, <laughs> it's just not, it's not, it's not, it's not a, it's not a great idea, but I, you know what I should, and for that reason, I should try Qdoba's bowl, but I just, I feel like the ingredients at Chipotle are better. When you go into Chipotle, it feels like there's a constant refresh of, of the, the meats. It feels like they're always cooking. And when I was in Qdoba, which granted, I didn't go this time. But the last time I was in there, that was not the case at all. It was there was there was there was food being. Uh, someone knocked on my door. Someone knocked on my door. Are you gonna and you I gonna don't investigate. Know who I'm gonna investigate. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. We were talking bad about Disney. It might be the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm here to bust your skull. <laughs> oh, uh, this is. I'm guessing it was a delivery driver. Oftentimes, Mitch has a friendly banter with a UPS driver. It is that, looks like he's just picked up a small box. You know what? I think that I think I actually know what that is. That might be from me. No, really? I sent you guys some Virginia peanuts. Wow! So, is it possible this is happening in real time? Let me see here. Because just just looking at the shape of the box, I think that might be what it is. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to open. It's also possible these were some uh, unrelated peanuts Mitch ordered. <laughs> <laughs> what well, it is? It is. Wow! What timing? Incredible timing. Yeah, Nick. So you might be getting yours soon too. Uh, yeah, you'll up. get yours, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> wow! If this time, wow. if this timing lines up, we might have a we might have a new segment on our hands. We'll see. Um, wow, this is very exciting. Butter toasted Virginia peanuts, 
salted Virginia peanuts and honey roasted Virginia, Virginia peanuts. Nick, you got to come hang with me or do we, do I taste some peanuts on? Well, whatever. Well, I'll let you get into it. Legs. Yeah. Also, it wasn't Sal. I don't think I couldn't tell if it was Sal or not. My, your usual my, uh, the, driver. Yeah. Like the, the usual delivery guy. It was great. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to miss him when I'm, when I'm gone, which, which I will be at some point soon, but is it possible? Yeah. Cause you're moving in the, in the LA area. Is it possible you're in a, a neighborhood close enough where it's also serviced by Sal? I, I hope so. I don't want to lose Sal. Yeah. I love Sal. Yeah. Um, you can always order deliveries to your old apartment just to go hang out with them. I mean, <laughs> You can call I UPS. I need him. you to send Sal to my home. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I honestly am thinking of it. Sal rules. Uh, wow. All right. Well, I, they're here. We'll, we'll get into these peanuts in a bit. What, what, what uh, was I thinking? Oh, oh yeah. My thought on that was just that when you, when you go to Chipotle, mm-hmm. that it just it feels like they're they're uh, they're they're that protein is getting made in the back there. It seems like right. It really seems like we're getting hot, fresh ingredients. Like it it does feel that way and. And when I went, when I, when I, when I visited Qdoba, that just was not the case. It was very much things sitting in warmers and low staffed as well. But again, yes, I, I didn't go this time. So that's on me. Wax, did you, did you notice when you were in there? Did you notice like, uh, people on the grill or what? I, I have to think considering they were closing that, you know, and, and yeah. I, I should be clear. Like, I, it's not like I ordered with like 10 minutes left before the, the, you know, the store closed. We are, we were ordered, put our order in about 7 PM, picked it up around, you know, seven 30 and the restaurant closed at nine. At least that was, the, those were the stated hours on the, on the app. So like, uh, but they, but because they were mid cleaning, I had to have assumed that that product was just sort of sitting there. Yeah. 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 Well, let's get to our final thoughts on Qdoba. So, Jamel, you've done the pod before. You know how this works. But just a refresher, we'll each go around, give our closing argument, if you will, and then end by giving it a score from zero to five forks. You are our guest. We'll begin with you. So the chips were good. The queso was it was it was it was fine. It was good. Um, my bowl, I, I got the bowl because I just wanted to see how their beans were. I thought their beans were fine. I, I think I think my memory of Chipotle's pinto beans that they're probably they're a little better seasoned. Um, but the bowl is fine. And I thought my tacos, you know, since I, I I went to the restaurant itself, I sat down, I ate my tacos more or less as soon as I got them. Um, oh, and I should say there's a free, there's a Coke freestyle machine. So I got some, uh, Barks oh, yeah. diet cream soda, which is pretty good. Ooh. Um, wow. Sounds good. Uh, but, uh, uh, my tacos are pretty good. Like they're not going to compare to anything you get from sort of a halfway decent taco truck, but sort of like they were Good fat. They were better fast food tacos than you you would expect. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, in my head, the spoon rating is right like five spoon or five forks. Sorry, um, I'm like thinking spoons. of my my cereal reviews. Um, <laughs> five forks is like you know a genuinely exemplary meal, like kind of mm-hmm. unambiguously, and then one uh, fork is uh, this is trash. Don't eat it. And I'd, I'd say Qdoba is like three and a half forks, just for like a, a, wow. like a, a solid lunch option that I wouldn't be disappointed having. Um, I wasn't disappointed eating. Like nothing about the meal was sort of displeasing or displeasurable right. or anything. Um, mm-hmm. But not, but it wasn't like great. 
right? Like it wasn't, it didn't like approach sort of like, oh, this is something I would actively seek out. Um, but it is, yeah. it is enjoyable, enjoyable on it for what it is and enjoyable um, in its own right. Wow. Three yeah, forks, I, two tines. I, I kind of agree with that. I, I mean, it's not a four forker wags. It's not going mm-hmm. into, it's not going into the golden play club. I, I a hundred percent agree. And I've been trying to figure out where it goes for me because I, I'm also like, it's not bad. Three forks is a good score. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like, is it three or is it three and a half? I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't really think it's even below a three. But then I'm trying to think think of where I put Chipotle. That's like the other thing too, because if Chipotle is like a three and a half, then this is a three. And if uh, you know, and 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 if we if we if Chipotle's moved closer to the four forker, then like I mean, this is this is below it. This is at least a half a fork below it. Is it a full work fork below? I don't know. To me, it's that sort of thing of like we were talking about random earlier, mm-hmm. and. Just the idea of Qdoba to me, it's like it is. It fits in that, you know, Qbert and a ninja and a pirate eating lunch in a Qdoba. That's like a. It's it's pretty random, Wags. It is pretty random. It's, it's pretty random there in Bear City, but like, <laughs> that's 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 like in my mind. That's what Qdoba is. It's like a joke. It's like a random joke level restaurant where it's that sort of thing right. of like. Like, I know that there's fans of it. I know that. But, like, f- for most of the people I know, if you mention Qdoba, they don't know it. Or they're like, oh, yeah, that weird burrito place. Like, that's kind of what it's what it's come to. And I and I know that it's, like, that sort of thing of, oh, when you have Chipotles that are, you know, like, uh, there, there's a bunch in every city. There's a Chipotle in Quincy, you know, like, uh, that becomes a thing where, oh, all right, let's go and grab Chipotle. And Qdoba just doesn't have that market. You know, it doesn't have as many locations that you, you you can't do it so i don't know if if that's the reason why if i would like qdoba more if there were more around or whatever but to me i just missed chipotle i want chipotle i'm gonna i think i'm gonna get chipotle today i think i gotta scratch that itch wow um and 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 it's and it's under did you look up our scores for chipotle is that what you were looking up we've reviewed it three times uh-huh and to your point, uh, yeah, there, there, there just are way more Chipotle's. There's 2,500 Chipotle's compared to 750 Qdoba's. Okay. Uh, the we reviewed it three times uh, with Handman, Mike Hanford. That's um, right, first time. Very early on, our seventh mm-hmm. ever episode, uh, we reviewed it again with. Uh, oh God, it was in the Doe Olympics. Oh Jesus! Well, let's yeah, let's let's erase that part of our history. <laughs> we'll, let's pull a Disney with the Doe Olympics. Um, the, uh, uh, the, uh, we, we went back with Chelsea Davison. Um, it, it descended a little bit. The fork score was down to, uh, just under four. And then we went back with Alan and Mike from Bruce brothers, Mitch, uh, your show. And it was just, it went down even further. We were just around three forks as an average. So, geez. Yeah. Also shout out to Vinode who, who maintains the, the Doughboys wiki. Hell Yeah. Did I give it three four? What did I give it on that last on that last rating? Let me see if I can see. You can see the individual rankings, Mitch. You were a little scamp. You gave it yeah. two point nine forks. <laughs> well, you know what? That was that was a bad Chipotle outing, and I yes, I, I think that I've come been. around on Chipotle. I guess a little bit more. 
and I'm gonna give I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm 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 gonna give Qdoba three forks exactly wow, three, three forks. forks. I can't but, believe how exhausted this exhaustive this wiki is. Sorry, keep going. Sh- stop it. It's good. Um, <laughs> I also got a diet coke. I got a bottle of diet coke, and oh, you know what? I forgot to mention this. I got a brownie wags, and the brownie was bad. Bad brownie. A very bad brownie. I got I got a cookie, it. and it was it was okay. The brownie was the brownie was like just hard and dried out just didn't taste good like like even when i was like like i kind of munched my way to the center and uh and and even that like which was the softest area of it just didn't wasn't tasting good it was just a mm. just a bummer of a brownie That's just a bummer. true bummer of a brownie what a bummer and like don't you don't have to i don't you don't need a brownie you know don't put it on the menu it doesn't have to be there feels just like a fucking waste of time you know why it's there mitch because you and I will go to a Qdoba and be like, hmm, I'll get a brownie. Yeah, I'll mm. get a cookie. You know, it's it's yeah. it's there as it's there as an impulse buy or or if you got a kid or something, but it, it's not necessarily high quality. You get the chocolate chunk cookie and yeah, it was it was fine. You're saying it's there for the fatties who get a brownie along with your food. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what you're saying. And and, yes. and it's there's no need for it. No need for it. Two point nine forks. Qdoba gets two two point nine forks. Wow. Um, I, I I agree with the 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 consensus here about Qdoba. By the way, I, I was talking about the Doughboys wiki um, and how exhaustive it is. I'm looking at the the Chipotle episode, which we did. It felt like we did during quarantine. We did it. We did April thirtieth, twenty twenty, which feels like a million years ago. Um, mm. on the early side of lockdown, uh, mm. when we were started doing remote records. And uh, but it it details the Wikipedia for the Doughboys Wikipedia details out every menu item that each of us ordered, including our guests. I was like, this is so much. There's so much labor goes into this. Uh, I'd forgotten that our our buddy Mike Castle ordered a accidentally ordered a burrito just with rice from Chipotle. (laughs) I hope I hope that a thousand years from now, the only thing left of the Internet is the Doughboys Wiki. And future humans <laughs> have to reconstruct 21st century American society based off oh, of the no. Doughboys wiki. <laughs> were these that some a bunch of wagers and me's? They... Yeah. This Mr. Slice appears to be a demigod of some sort. I will say that this was a fine outing from Qdoba. Um, I, I totally agree that it's just like a place that if it's there, I'm not going to object to it. I think Natalie likes it a little bit more than me. I mean, I think, you know, which is, which is fine. And I doubt if someone was like, I like this better than Chipotle, I'm not going to fight him on it. Cause it's just like, you know, this is, it's, sure. it's, it's trying to do the same sort of things. And it definitely has some things it does better than Chipotle. Mm-hmm. I think this was, a, this was basically a three fork outing, honestly. Like I, I, I think this is a right down the middle three forker. I think that's what okay. this place accomplishes, what it's trying to do. Which for with with competency, which for me deserves three forks. So that's where I'm putting it. Yeah. We're all kind of ballpark buds here. Yeah, we are. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, that was our review of Qdoba. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back with a segment and more doughboys. Wow. 
Today's episode is sponsored by Lucy. Lucy is made for your nicotine routine and delivered straight to your door. It's 100% pure nicotine and always tobacco-free. Plus, Lucy has options. Choose your form. Pouches, breakers, or gum. Then choose your strength. 2 milligrams, 12 milligrams. Then choose your flavor. Mint, apple, ice, espresso, mango, and more. Save yourself from the weekly gas station stop and sign up for a monthly subscription to save 15% off. There's no commitment. You can cancel anytime. Lucy breakers are what sets Lucy apart. Breakers are nicotine pouches, but with a tiny capsule inside. The capsule contains liquid flavor that saturates the pouch before it's even in use. Pop the breaker in your mouth, break it with your teeth, get it situated, and boom! Instant nicotine release when you need it. Now, Mitch, you and I are often texting with our good friend Raimondi. Mm -hmm. Raimondi was telling us that he has a favorite Lucy flavor. It is mango. That's right. He's crazy for mango. He's crazy for mango. You know what? If you ask him who his favorite SNL character was and his favorite Lucy flavor, it's the same answer. And hey, one fan says the berry citrus is juicy as heck. So much flavor being tossed around. It's like an orgasm in my mouth. Thank you, Lucy. You so juicy. Damn. Let's level up your nicotine routine with Lucy. Go to lucy.co slash doughboys and use promo code doughboys to get 20% off your first order. Lucy offers free shipping and has a 30-day refund policy if you change your mind. That's lucy.co and use code doughboys to get 20% off and always free shipping. And here comes the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age and every order is age verified. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Doughboys. We're with Jamel Bowie. And hey, it's time for a segment. I've got a food-related test, and Mitch and Jamel must compete for superiority. It's another edition of Slop Quiz. And this week, Jamel, I know you are a cereal enthusiast. We are doing the Cereal Bowl. I'll name a mascot. Wow. You name the cereal. Okay. Mitch, while we're doing this, uh, you're going to crack open them, them peanuts. I'm going to crack open some peanuts uh, that Jamel so kindly sent to uh, to you and I, Wags. Uh, Yours did not arrive, uh, but mine are here. Um, Your delivery guy, probably who who I'm sure you've never interacted with uh, or or looked (laughs) looked in his eyes, his or her eyes. But um, I uh, I'm sure that knowing you, Wags, there's been there's been packages sitting at your. There's been packages sitting in your in your inbox for weeks at some points when I've told you about them. Look, we had an issue where so we moved this year. So so a few things got shipped to our old address, which was a large building, and things would just get buried in the mailroom over there. And I didn't have access to it because I didn't live there anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're referring to. That was a unique circumstance. Well, sadly, you don't have the peanuts, but I'm going to try them for the both of us. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate Jamel sending these over. This is this rules. It's, uh, give us some context about these nuts. What makes these Virginia peanuts special? 
Sure. So uh, first, they're from a place called the Virginia Diner. And there's lots of companies in the state that produce and sell Virginia peanuts. There's a couple big ones. But I chose the Virginia Diner ones because the Virginia Diner is an actual physical physical location you can go to down in sort of the southeastern part of the state. It's a proper diner, uh, good diner food. It's a pretty solid place. If you ever happen to pass by it, it's worth going into. Um, For, since 1929, it says right here on the on the uh, on the jars. Right. So wow. when I went there, you know, last time I went there like 10 years ago. Obviously, I could be served. 60 years ago, probably not. Um, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that long but Virginia, ago. So Virginia grows a lot of peanuts. Um, it's like one of the states' like big agricultural exports. And um, they grow these like larger peanuts. Like you'll notice that they're sort of like larger. They have like a different like uh, texture and mouthfeel about them. Um, and they're I, I believe they're they're cooked they're 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 cooked a certain way or they're roasted a certain way. Um, but they're good. Like they're distinct from like a planter's peanut. Um, right. And they're they're pretty good. I like them. Wow. Um, I got three different flavors here. We got the. Butter toasted Virginia peanuts, the salted Virginia peanuts, and the honey roasted Virginia peanuts. So, Wags, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna I'm gonna snack on the salted first as yes. you, as we start the the slop quiz. So we're having a snacker whack uh, happening at the same time simultaneously with slop quiz. Mm-hmm. This is kind of unprecedented in Doughboys. A Doughboys first. Sure, yes, I'm sure the the wiki will note this. Uh, but let's get into the cereal bowl. So. I'll just say this. I only knew a few of these. I think our, our associate producer, the Drop King, went pretty deep with some of these mascots. So I'll be impressed if you guys can 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 get a, can get a few off this board. Uh, so buzz in with your name, and then whoever has the right answer first gets a point. First up, first mascot, Cornelius Corny Rooster. Mitch. Ch- I heard Mitch. Uh, K- Kellogg's Corn Flakes. Mitch, you are correct. Another guy who sounds like a blues musician from the 20s. Oh, yeah, Cornelius <laughs> Rooster. Sell the soul to the devil to play. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've tasted these salted peanuts. Mm-hmm. The Virginia, Virginia Dina. Oh, my God. Wow. Boston accent really came out. Very embarrassing. Um, The v- Virginia Diner. And that's got a great salt on it. They're really, wow. really, really good. And they got a nice crunch to them. They're like nice, crunchy peanuts. They're not, these aren't, these aren't little soft boys, Wags. They're nice crunchers. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I really, really like those. Those are really good. Those, that, that's my review of the salted. And they, they even look a little different, right? They're like, like longer almost. I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it, it is, it is like a, just like a, when I'm thinking about, they're much different than a planter's peanut. Like it, it, yes. Just the, like you're saying, here, yeah, here's a long boy right here. They're like just longer, wow. crispier, crunchy guys and really good. That, uh, these are great salted peanuts. I'm wow. very excited to try the other ones. I'm going to go honey roasted next. Sounds like a snack for the salted. Next question snack. here in Slop Quiz. Next mascot, Chef Wendell. Mitch. <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I can't believe you knew that. You are correct. I, I did not know that. And I, I can't tell if it's Wendell or Wendell. It, I, with the two Wendell, L's, I went Wendell. I it's Wendell. Okay. Chef Wendell. Mr. Wendell. That's not what it's about. That's what that's, the song was about? 
I can't, I can't, can't even visualize the box right now. It's the three. It's got a, I know it has a chef on it. Are they? Have they been? Have they been phased out? I think the chef's been phased out. I'm looking at the box right oh, now. It just has sort of like you know, cinnamon toast crunch squares with eyes on them. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I, the one I looked up says uh, cinnamon toast crunch now with more shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, uh, it's two zero, Mitch. Next up, Chip the Wolf. Uh, Jamel. I heard Mitch. Emma? I heard them at the same time, so I'm not helpful. <laughs> okay. I'll say Ty goes to the guest. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Cookie Crisp. You are correct. They had a, a robber and a dog, and now they got a wolf. I really admire Cookie Crisp as sort of the beginning of like uh, zero comfort. Just being, just being like, we don't give a fuck anymore. You want cookies for breakfast, kids? <laughs> Have some cookies for breakfast. <laughs> My dad, who sometimes listens to the pod, got mad at me because I, t- I said that I had Cookie Crisp uh, at home as a kid, which was true. But he was talking. He like he wanted, He thought I'd framed it as if I was only eating unhealthy breakfast cereals. He was like, you know, I'd make you like a healthy breakfast. Which he did on uh, on occasion. Uh, he did. George got upset. George got upset about this with you. I mean, it's, yes, uh, my father, we, my father, George Raymond Weiger. We uh, we we haven't texted about it, so I'm, I'm surprised. I, I haven't heard much about it. But no, he just texted me to scold me. George and I text a lot. Yeah. Um, great guy. I like him a lot more than his son. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, these so the honey roasted peanuts also a snack very very good wow I've munched about half the can already so I need to I need to cap them a different style too they have like a um they're not overly sweet and they have like a, a kind of like a like a like a darker kind of brown sugary sort of mm. vibe to them that I that I I like they're re- they're they're really really good they're really good snack a snack. I love them, and I don't know if I think I still might like the salted better, and they're and that, wow. but they're both really great. The salted is salted. I want to go back to though. So two snacks, those are fantastic. And now I got the butter toasted Virginia Virginia peanuts. Those are my last ones. But let's get to the next question, Wags. Yeah, pace yourself. We got more mascots. Next mascot, crazy craving. Jamel, go for it. I didn't not know. Um, Cocoa Puffs. Not Cocoa Puffs. Mm, that's a good guess. Crazy. But you want to take a guess? I feel like I maybe I've heard this before, but I'm not. Nothing's coming up right now. Mm. Wait, hold on. Mitch, honeycomb. Yes. Unbelievable. It is honeycomb. Wow. The little weird, uh, little weird guy furry with the hat. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It popped into my head the last minute. His name is Crazy Craving. Well I have done. never eaten honeycombs. Uh, I had. I never, I you know like what? It. I don't know. If I've ever had honeycomb either. Um, I've had every cereal that's in this quiz, except for one. So yeah, I, I, I had a lot of bad cereals as a kid. Or unhealthy cereal that I that I enjoyed. You know, also part of it was that my friend, what a, a friend whose house I'd hang out with a lot, he always had a lot of different cereals, so I tried a lot there. All right, next up. 
Cinnamon and Bad Apple. Uh, Jamel. Uh, Apple Jacks. You mm. are correct. 3-2 Mitch. All right, this next one, I'll give you a hint. This cereal has a much better known current mascot. Okay. But at one point, its mascot was Waldo the Wizard. Oh, shit, I know this. Waldo the Wizard. I'm not going to remember. Anyone can take a guess. Mm. I'm going to guess, Jamel, I'm going to guess Rice Krispies. Not Rice Krispies. That's a great guess. Good guess. Waldo the because that's that's where my head that's what I'm thinking about too of like what is a thing that the why would the wizard be in charge of it and I and I feel like I knew, I've heard of this before yeah it sounds like vaguely familiar I feel like I can even like picture what it looks like too but yeah well because I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I I just don't even have a I mean I'm gonna get it wrong so I might as well just guess like tricks uh, it's not tricks. Also a good guess. Let's see if it'll let me share my screen here. I know I've I've heard this before. I know I have. Mitch, I think as a as someone who is 100% Irish, you may be incensed to learn. Oh my god. Uh, Lucky charms. Lucky charms. Mm-hmm. Look at this guy. It's a it's a wizard and why how did they miss the leprechaun up top? Insane. How did they start off with this wizard? Insane. Yeah. Weird looking generic wizard with a green robe and all the different charms on it and a little bow tie. Maybe uh doesn't, maybe even, have peop- a, doesn't even have a beard. Maybe people are still sensitive about anti Irish bigotry. Now of course no <laughs> one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like my mom. <laughs> it wasn't easy for the Irish. Um <laughs> I have a review of So these butter toasted Yes. Now, Jamel, are these what are these what they're known for? These butter toasted ones? No, they're just known for the the salted ones. Well, I love the salted ones, but these butter toasted ones are so good. And wow, kind of unlike peanuts. I mean, like at least, I guess maybe butter toasted peanuts are a normal thing. But I but these are so damn good. And they got like the, that crunchy outside. They're, they're, these are these are the most crunchy of all. These are true crunchers, Wags. Wow, but. They're fantastic. I love these butter toasted ones. I can't stop eating them. They got a great taste to them. They're they're a huge snack. They take they take over first place. Wow, butter toasted, and then the and then the salted peanuts, and then and then the honey roasted. But all snacks, all great. Golden Plate wow. Club territory. Really good stuff. Very excited to try mine when they arrive. Um, and now let's see who gets first place in slop quiz. Two mascots wow. remain. This one I'll, I'll I'll say the name of, and then if you're you're both stumped, I'll give you a hint because this is another one. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Lovable truly, lovable, lovable truly. truly, lovable truly. <laughs> hmm. Uh, first hint, he's a postman. Lovable truly is a postman. Mitch. Yes, raisin bran. Not Raisin Bran. Jamel. Yes. Kicks. Not Kicks. 
This one makes no sense. I was I was gonna I was gonna guess kicks too. Jamal is a good guess. This is a lovable truly. The postman is the mascot for alphabets. Oh my god! What is this nonsense? What is this mm. complete word salad? How did they King. arrive at? <laughs> is it not his Drop fault? King. You... Right. Alphabets. It was. Were those just sort of like frosted? You know. Bit like it, frosted cereal pieces, like the shape of alphabets. Is that what those? It's were? exactly it. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was the. It was the alphabet soup version of cereal. Um, it's actually how I learned uh, to read. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the cereal box pick that Dropking picked out here has uh, the postman, and then it also has. Dropping. Him and a kid spelling out lovable truly uh, with his bag full of letters. And then him and a child are spelling out wow. Wow. <laughs> Our catchphrase. The thing we say. The thing that we right. say. It's 3 2, Mitch. This last one, if either of you gets it, I'm going to give you an extra point. Sounds like some boss moss, cow mumble, gargle. Grumble, Goody Goody, Ham Hose, and Snorkeldorf. <laughs> I'll say it again. Boss Moss, Cow Mumble, Gargle, Grumble, Goody Goody, Ham Hose, and Snorkeldorf. Mitch. Snorkeldorf. Go, Mitch. The January 6th. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Capital Storm and Crew. <laughs> Capital Storm O's, I think, is the name of the cereal. <laughs> uh, mm. That's not it. Jamel, you want to take a guess? I wonder if you've uh, ever heard of the cereal. I have no fucking clue. Um, just, I mean, now I'm just like trying to mentally picture boxes of cereal. I don't know. I, I have like no I idea. This is Freaky's cereal. I'd never okay. heard of Freaky's. All right, so Freaky's cereal. Freaky's. So, I'll show you the box. Drop King. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of have a. Uh, as I'm, I'm sharing my screen with you here, they kind of look like the uh, the Mucinex monsters. Yes. Like they're kind of. They're honestly very unappetizing. I wouldn't want these guys romping around in my cereal bowl. Voiced by mute. Uh, Voiced by Zooks, isn't he? The music. That's story? right. So here's my question with Freakies. Do these these look like they maybe are maybe I was too old for them? Or either either the, these are from the 70s and I can't tell, or these are from like 2000 and I was slightly too old for this. These look like from the 80s or something. Yeah, they discontinued were, apparently in the uh in the late set or in the in the 80s rather. Okay. So maybe I was then too young for these. This is this is freakies. I do not remember. I wasn't a big marshmallow guy either. Can, uh, there was maybe two versions of them. Some that one that had marshmallows and one that didn't. But remember, I think there is that is that saying that there's just a candy bar. Can you bring up that image again? Is there just a candy uh, yeah. bar in the? Because now with the, a lot of cereals, you got to send away for the toy, right? There's no toy in the in the cereal as much anymore. I don't know, Jamel. Do they do they do a pack in with a toy all that often these days? I do not recall. I do not recall uh, opening a box with a toy inside. No, 
Okay. Okay. So, so that's kind so of been a, discontinued. There's a coupon for a free Reese's peanut butter cup. It's pieces actually. Reese's a coupon oh, Reese's inside pieces. for free Reese's okay. pieces. Yeah. Um. But do you remember why? Do you remember when there was just toys? Yeah, of course. Toys in the in the, in your cereal box. Um. Bring it back. That's fun. Why not? Right. Throw some toys in there. Was it a choking hazard where kids just like choking on the toy? Choking hazard. And I got, you know, sometimes I'll get the kid uh, a happy meal or something. Just, you know, it's Sunday or whatever. It's Saturday. It's a treat. And I throw that toy out immediately. You just, you just, like, (laughs) (laughs) kids have too many little plastic things around and they get really weirdly attached to things. So you just don't even want to risk it. Yeah, no, I feel like I there's like three buckets of McDonald's toys probably in my house somewhere that will be in the Mitchell Mitchell estate. It'll be auctioned <laughs> off someday. Now what I wish the fast food places still did is they used to do sort of like commemorative cups. Like I have I have I distinctly oh, yeah. remember having like a, a glass mug commemorating yep. Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. Cause those yeah, would the, actually also be kind of nice. Like a, yeah, it was like, like it was I mean, like, like, like a real it was like a real like a legit, legit, you know. Mm-hmm. mug i think i i used to have it on display on on my bookshelves here but i don't have it anymore but i had a we had a a, a pac-man one we got from one of those wow. that was just like one of the coolest things and I, I bet it's one of those things that sells for you know like 30 dollars on ebay or something uh but yeah there was a pac-man one there was an et one we had i don't know if my parents yeah. still have it yeah the, the 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 commemorative glasses were were rad that feels like a thing that yeah someone should bring that back for like a you know i don't know the, the, bring it back for avatar yeah, let's get some Avatar glasses. I like I that love an wise. Avatar glass. Commemorating the sequel to America's favorite film. <laughs> <laughs> Nick and I are of the mind that Avatar is going to be big business when it comes back. We think it's going to be. I think so. I, I think mean, it's got to. Avatar, Avatar is like in that category of like movies that don't exist anymore. But also, it was huge. It was like a huge so hit. So huge. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's going to. I would never bet against James Cameron. It just has a track record of exceeding expectations. Hey, that was slop quiz. Mitch takes it. A challenging round. Great game. That was great, that great was round. That, some of those are just unknown. Well fought. Yeah, no one was going to get lovable truly. Uh, just like a restaurant, we value your feedback. Let's open up the feedback. And today we have an email from Noah Debeau. Noah writes, when I prepare a microwave meal, instead of following the instructions printed on the back, for example, poke holes in the plastic and microwave for two minutes, then take the plastic off and microwave for another three minutes. Instead, I'll just take the plastic off, add up all the time, and do it all at once. So five whole minutes instead of splitting it up. While mm. technically following the instructions does sometimes make the food a little better, I've found with microwave meals, the difference is so small that for me, it's just not worth the extra steps. Do you prepare microwave meals as intended? And also, do you have any other food preparations that you ignore and or do your your own way? This is this. Wow. This is this gave me anxiety. Is this the laziest Doughboys listener? <laughs> <laughs> that's like I can't imagine not following the instructions on a microwave meal to the letter. Like that's mm. just like a thing I would always do. I mean, sometimes here's my thing is that I adjust for my microwave is sometimes like I like uh for instance, those white castle well, yeah, burgers. Sure. You split them in two, you open up the end of the package, and then it says like cook for a minute. And then, like, for me, it's like, or, like, it says cook for 50 seconds. And then, for me, it's like, you got to really cook for closer to, like, a minute 07 is, like, kind of where right. I've got to. So, I like, I'll add time when I figure it out. But I usually find that when you, like, 
microwaving it for two minutes and then stirring or doing whatever they say or removing a thing. I usually just think that it makes the food more edible. Like it, it like yes. uh, I'm not eating microwave meals a lot. You know, like those, like I said, those White Castle burgers, which I don't eat a lot either. But those are like a rare thing where I'll grab them at Seven Eleven. I haven't had anything, and I'll toss them in the microwave at like midnight. You know, once you know, once every three months or something. But I, 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 of course, I follow, I want the food to taste good. I'm following the right. direct. It's a microwave oven. It's already easy. You know, like that. That it's it's easy to use. We yeah, I. Uh- I'm 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 very much uh, someone who just uh just obeys what I'm told when it comes to to directions <laughs> just in general. You put on you put on the they live glasses and you're like, "Oh yeah, sure." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh we don't really eat lots of microwave stuff here, but I do like when if I get a recipe, you know, from the New York Times cooking app or whatever, I will totally if something just does not Seem to make logical sense to me in the recipe. I'll just like change it into my own way. Wow, wow, that's that's what Natalie does. She's a little, she's just more daring than me. She'll We're deviate dorks, from a recipe. Nick? Yeah, no, I will, I will, I'll like do exactly what the steps are. I'll substitute if I have to, but I am, I am very much like, okay, I got to measure out a quarter cup of, uh, yeah. you know, of heavy cream or whatever. Like I got, I like, I am very, very strict about how I, I abide by the recipes. My thought like, is with microwave specifically though, is that it could just get too nuked out. It can get dried up and nuked out. And that's, I, I always want well, to avoid yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason those, res- those, those, uh, instructions are written so explicitly. It's because, mm. you know, piercing the, the plastic with the fork, um, just causes it to cook better. Because they want yeah. you to have something that, that tastes as good as possible, so you buy it again. Yeah. But also, I don't eat a lot of microwave meals either. It's just a rare thing for me. I'm thinking, like, you know, if I see a, a – this, this happened recently. It was, like make, it was something that involved making a quick tomato sauce. And it was sort of like, go, you know, add the tomatoes. Add, add, add the can of tomatoes, you know, crush in the pot, add some tomato paste. And so that doesn't make any sense to me. I'll crush the tomatoes right. first. I'll add the tomato paste mm. in the oil first. Like I'll just, I'll switch up the steps in the way that I know, like may produce a little more flavor. But wow. I kind of, I yeah. kind of got weird with this when I was making my bar pizzas, Wags. Mm-hmm. And I was told to like, so I started mixing the flour and, and, and 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 salt together, and then I would put in the the yeast and sugar and water mixture. And every time I mixed it, my dough before I poured in the uh, the the uh, the the yeast and uh, water mixture. So mm-hmm. the so the the water so it's warm water and yeast, and then it hits the sugar, and that's what makes it activate or whatever. And so a lot of the times I was mixing up in the bowl flour and salt and sugar, just mixing it all together. And then pouring in the water and yeast. And when I did that, it wouldn't be as good as me just pouring the water and yeast straight onto that sugar unmixed. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I, I was trying to take like a little a little cut of just like, oh, I'll, I'll mix it all up. And then that in my head, I was like, oh, so just even the smallest thing, I can just – it can throw things off. Just this, just right. like a, these little changes. So I, so I try to go by – I try to go by whatever people say. I try to go by the book as much as possible. But but there you're talking about working with dough, right? Because that's I mean, its yes, own animal. Dough, yeah, of course, dough is its own yeah. animal. But, but that's what I'm saying. It's just an example of sure. I'm not trying to. I'm 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 trying to do whatever, whatever the book says. I'm going by the yes. book. I mean, especially because 
And Jamel, this might be a difference. I mean, like you said, you, you, you have a food processor. I order Postmates constantly. It's that sort of thing of like <laughs> my comfortable, like, you know, my, my level of comfort in the kitchen is low. So I'm just going exactly with what they say. Yeah, I'm right. not. I, I'm not. I'm not messing around with anything because I'm not. I, I'm not at that level as a cook. I've, I, you know, I cook all the meals for the family, and I've, I've basically, you know, I've been with my with my wife uh, for eleven years now. And so for as long as we've lived together, I've done all the cooking. Um, so I've just like, I don't know. You get comfortable with doing stuff a certain way. You kind of, you kind of, you get a feel for things. And if you read sure. something that just doesn't seem right, it's sort of like, okay, well, you know. I'll just do it my way. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have recipes that I've internalized that I just like. I, I, I you know, will we'll do my own, put my own little English on. But if it's something I'm doing for the first time, I, I'm pretty strict about following it. Let me ask you this: as a New York Times columnist, do you get that New York Times uh, food app for free? So I technically do get uh, a, a, a total, you know, free subscription to the New York Times, but the process mm-hmm. for claiming it is like I have to talk to people. I have to like go through a bunch right. of rigmarole. So I just I still pay the New York Times twenty bucks uh, a month for everything. Wow, um, wow that that's like uh, that's like when when I'd like write for a Hulu show and we'd be like, can we get free Hulu? And they'd just be like, no, because <laughs> just like these media companies either want to make it as cumbersome as possible or just flatly reject. Uh, actually giving you something for free. Um, we make Emma pay for to listen to the Patreons, and also yeah. we make you pay for the mainstream up at Zeus, right? right? Emma, we... Oh, yeah. It's really expensive, <laughs> actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a main source of revenue. We've actually worked out a system where, like, where we pay Emma, like, it's it comes back to us in a way for, for the right. episodes. For I actually to pay to. to work here. <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like a the Doughboys multi level marketing scheme. You know, you just exactly. <laughs> shouldn't even joke about that. Someone will take our heads off. <laughs> the do, the Doughboys shouldn't make Emma pay to work for them. Should be fair. They used to always talk about labor issues. No, I asked for it this way. This is the way I wanted it. No, that's what Emma wants. <laughs> Fucking nerds. <laughs> If you have a question or comment about the world of chain restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GO-DOUGH. That's 830-463-6844. And to get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, join the Golden or Platinum Play Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. Jamel Bowie, thank you so much for being here. The podcast is unclear and present danger. We When we when Mitch and I started Doughboys, Mitch, you, you, you've talked mm-hmm. about this on the pod before. We were like, are there enough chain restaurants to cover and then, of course, we've like, you know, 300 episodes later, we're like, oh, yeah, we got plenty of chain restaurants. And I had the same sort of thought process because you're talking about 90s political thrillers in the pod and uh, and, and which I which I've subscribed to. And uh, it's it's like, oh, wait, yeah, there were so many of those. This was an era where they're chur- just churning them out. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where this is an era where the mid budget movies still exist. And so, right. you know, for like, you know, 15 million dollars for 10 million dollars, you can get a star, right? Like you can get a Sean Connery or a Harrison Ford or a Gene Hackman and then, you know, hire some character actors to play Russians or whatever and get some like <laughs> B-roll of like the US military and you have you're like halfway to a movie already. And so there's we for the 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 master list of movies, which we we're stretching definitions a little bit here. Um sure. but uh it's I think it's at like 72 or 73 movies thus far. Man. Wow, um, so there's there's plenty there's plenty of material and uh, that's wild. Uh, yeah, it's my friend John Gans and I uh, 
just talking about these movies as sort of like a glimpse or a lens into America's psyche during the 90s. Since I think I think we have enough distance from the 90s to begin to recognize it as a weird fucking decade. Um, <laughs> yes, for sure. That's totally apparent uh, in the movies of the 90s and sort of like the anxieties and the concerns and the and the obsessions. Um, right. In those movies. So uh, we have three episodes already. We, we started with the three Tom Clancy movies from that decade, Hunt for Red October, Patriot Games, and Clear and Friends in Danger. Now we're going to kind of go back to the beginning of the decade and make our way chronologically. If, you, if, if you're thinking of a movie, right, if you're like, oh, you guys should do Ronin or you guys should do Sneakers, we're going to do it. You just kind of give us some, some time. Um, and I said we were stretching definitions a little bit. There are some movies in there that aren't technically political thrillers, but kind of I think kind of like a very zeitgeisty, so falling down with Michael Douglas, oh, yeah. Joel Schumacher. Movie. Actually, a bunch of Joel Schumacher, <laughs> Time to Kill, um, Joel Schumacher directed, right. Matthew McConaughey, mm. sweatiest movie of the 90s. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we, I, I watched it last year just on a, on, a, on a lark, and sort of there's a scene where um, Matthew McConaughey and uh, who plays his wife? Uh, uh, Ashley Judd, they're like arguing. And they look like someone's just like smeared Vaseline on them. They're just like so slick and sweaty and oily. It makes no sense, and I love it. Yeah, I had white men. I had white men can't white men can't jump on last night, and I was telling why is that there's a uh, a cunnilingus joke, right? And I was like, yeah, this is 1992. It feels early for. Uh, and why's your response was movies used to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mo- movies used to be funny. Movies used to be way hornier. Um, yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, and this is not in this genre, but I, I watched we we watched the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie not long ago, and I was just watching it with Dutton the other day. Yeah, great movie. Uh, mostly kid stuff, but there's that whole sequence when they're in like April O'Neil's country house, where the you know mm. like one of the turtles has just gotten the shit kicked out of them and is like recovering. And there's like this brief scene of uh, Elias Codius like massaging the woman who plays April O'Neil's shoulders, and I kid you not, it's like, it's like if you tried to put that in the Marvel movie, they'd put you in jail. It's like it's so, <laughs> it's so uh, sensual in a way that yes. just, I, was, I was not expecting to see in a Turtles movie. Um, yeah. But if that were like, if that were like, you know, if that were in Spider Man, uh, yeah, uh, the new Spider Man movie, there would be riots. Yes. Yeah. These kind of sexless Marvel movies. You know what? Show me the Hulk getting off, Wags. That's what I want to see. <laughs> That's what we want to see. Coming soon to Disney Plus Nasty. <laughs> uh, check out the pod. Hulk's, Hulk's Uncle- O-Face is a full show. <laughs> <laughs> Unclear in present danger. Uh, and uh, Jamal, anything else you want to plug? Uh, you can read my column at the Times, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I promise my column isn't terrible. It's pretty good. If I say so myself, do not hold my employer against me. <laughs> Check all that always out. A pleasure. Thank you so much for thank, being yeah, here. Thank you always for being always here. a delight. Yeah, always my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Thank you for being here. And hey, Mitch, that'll do mm-hmm. it for this episode of Doughboys. Until next time, for Mr. Slice Mike Mitchell, I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating. We'll see ya. On the next Doughboys Double... Betsy Sodaro joins for a new edition of the Doughboys Pilot Program. We pay tribute to Betty White with a review of one of the all-time great pilot episodes, Golden Girls. Thank you for being a patron. 
Get the Doughboys Double every Tuesday only at patreon.com slash doughboys. Want to see the sources for this week's intro? Check the episode description. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Tuesday, March 26th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, the live finale of Munch Madness 2024, the Tournament of Champions 9, Dokiero Taco Bell, will be at the Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles. Join us there in person or via our live stream. That's right. And guess what? We got some great guests lined up. Mono Agapian. Wow. John Gabris. Wow. Betsy Sadaro. Wow. The Taco Bell crew has reassembled for this noble act deciding what is the ultimate Taco Bell menu item. You can see it in person. You can see it on the live stream. Get the tickets at the same place. Birdfuck.com. Birdfuck.com. Go to birdfuck.com. Birdfuck.com.